Welcome back to Kind of Funny's Mortal Kombat in Review. That's right. We are ranking and reviewing every theatrically released Mortal Kombat movie and Balls of Fury. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. I didn't even want to look at last week's comments. I think we were going to, like, were pe- people were probably real mad at me. as hell's negative. Sorry. I harshened the mood. My bad. The big dog, Kevin Coelho. I don't get it. I thought it was a pretty good movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> The new face of video games with the mask. Blessing, Eddie OEA Jr. This mask really hurts to wear. I don't, <laughs> think, you understand how, I don't think you understand how much of a commitment this is. This is very painful to wear because this is really <laughs> tight on my face. And it's a very hard mask. And so I'm taking it off now. Mortal Kombat is a pain, it's a painful game. Yeah. Yeah. And the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. What a movie. What a movie. <laughs> I can't wait. Let's can't wait to Let's talk about this it. one with you guys. Let's get into it. This is Kind of Funny's In Review, where each and every week we rank and review two different film franchises. Right now, we are closing out Mortal Kombat In Review, and we are still cruising through Pixar In Review. So go check that out. You can check it out at YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny or RoosterTeeth.com if you want the videos. If you want the audio, search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny In Review, and we'll be right there for you. If you want to get the show ad-free and watch live as it's being recorded, patreon.com slash kindoffunny is where you want to be, just like the nanobiologist and Tom Bach did, our Patreon producers, that we appreciate oh so very much. Uh, today, we're brought to you by MeUndies and CFB Box Breaks, but I'll tell you about that later. I have waited way too long to talk about this. Mortal Kombat 2021. Uh, runtime of one hour and 50 minutes. It was released on April 23rd, 2021 on HBO Max and in theaters. Uh, it's directed by Simon McQuaid, uh, who's an Australian filmmaker. McQuaid has a background in making commercials. He's the director of the 2021 reboot of Mortal Kombat. That was his entire Wikipedia entry. I have never seen a Wikipedia entry that short ever. That's amazing. <laughs> but- there you go. Uh, a budget of $95 million and a box office so far of $19.4 million. And that's that's pretty good, all things the, what considered. What was the total budget? Uh, 95. 95, okay. Yeah, $95 million uh, box office so far of 19.4. It's uh, been available internationally uh, in some limited places. Uh, and yeah, that's it. Let's start it off with what we thought about Mortal Kombat. Andy Cortez. Man. A lot of absolutely bizarre editing choices, writing choices. Movie is filled with just some really dumb things. And I had so much fun. I was cheering and clapping along. And when the hype moments needed to happen, they were there. The fight scenes were absolutely amazing. They were so fun. It reminds me... Especially when we got to the Cabal sequences, really reminded me of what I loved about Days of Future Past and playing with different characters' superpower sets and how to make those fights interesting and just entertaining visually. Uh, This movie was so much fun. Kano did not expect him to be consistently that funny. I thought it was going to get old. And not that it hit 100% of the time, don't get me wrong. I don't think his lines were always perfect. 
but he hit way more than he missed for me. Um, I had an absolute blast. It's a fucking goofy movie with really dumb writing, but I had an absolute, uh, I had such a fun time watching it. Kev? I'm kind of shocked that, like, the, I felt like the visual effects for the $95 million budget, pretty good. Pretty good with the exception of uh, that new character's, like, armor thing. Soup. Where they're like, I felt like after the first big fight, they were like, you know what? The rubber one is fine. Let's just keep him in the rubber one. But yeah, <laughs> I I was blown away by how much I enjoyed this movie. I took, like, the, it hit really, really hard with the action and the gore. And the stupid lines were plentiful, but like, for sure, I enjoyed it. I've, I've, uh, I, wa- I got to watch it early on Wednesday, and then I did not waste the opportunity to watch it again th- this morning. So, uh, if there's a sequel, I'm all in. Blessing. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed myself. I think this movie is very far from perfect, but it was very fun to watch. Almost similar to the first movie where. It feels like it is trying to come through and adapt MK and make it something that translates to cinema. And there are some, there's a, actually a lot of inspiration that I'd say this movie takes that is from the first movie. And that's kind of surprising to me because you have all this material that you can take from the, there have been so many Mortal Kombat games that have come out since the first movie came out. And I feel like there's so much they could have taken from those games, but instead they're like, nah, let's make Shang Tsung say the same thing he said in the first movie and let's have it be basically a story that is adapted straight from the first movie like it is them talking about the tournament and talking about the rules and doing all that stuff where i'm like the the game the game is barely touched on the quote-unquote rules of mortal Kombat. that's not shit that really matters that much to the to the games but i guess the movies just care so much about making that a thing and i think it's really funny that we actually never get to the actual mortal Kombat tournament this is just a sequel baby it's just a movie that is about how the uh, Outworld and Shang Tsung and all of them are trying to subvert the rules, which again, weird, weird uh, direction. But I think it worked out in the final movie because it was really fun to watch. And there's so many different Easter eggs that I appreciated. There's a uh, a line early on where they talk about how I think it's Jax. He's talking to uh, Cole Young about how he took the title from Ed Tobias. And that got a chuckle out of me because I was like, fuck, you guys get what you're doing here. And this is really funny. Um, the, there's a, a, a scene where they're fighting in the temple, doing the training where they're doing like, like the leg sweeping and that got a cheer out of me. I thought that was fantastic as a reference. Like I, in the first Mortal Kombat game, uh, I used to, I used to spam that, that leg sweep like crazy. And so for Liu Kang to actually spam the leg sweep and have that be a thing, I thought was a magnificent choice. And as watching it as a, watching it as a movie, it's like, this is kind of weird and hokey and whatever. But as somebody who's a fan of the video games, I watched that and I'm like, you nailed it. You did it. I can't believe you guys found a way to bring in this reference, but uh, good for you guys. Um, I really liked what they did with Scorpion Sub-Zero, making them kind of the center of the movie because oftentimes they don't really get to be the center of the story, even though they are the two most I- iconic characters in Mortal Kombat. And so I appreciated them bringing them to the for- forefront. The One of the things I didn't appreciate was Cole Young. I thought Cole Young was unneeded like he was kind of a boring character he didn't really add that much and with what the movie was doing with arcanas which is another thing that i was like i don't know if this is needed but with with what they were doing with that cole young's arcana wasn't that interesting uh and i felt like the movie i i felt like the movie had enough characters in fact at times too many characters to want to try and develop cole young you could have really made any of the other characters the main character um but overall i i had a really fun time i can't i really hope they green light mortal kombat 2 um kevin 
Uh, just very quickly, like I feel like that all that, uh, what is it called, the hero's journey stuff. Like we, like we, we could stop doing that. Like just, if I hope the next one is just the tournament. Cole Young's character gets totally rewritten, and he's just. I want like, him to get oh. killed in the first five minutes, just like Johnny Cage in the the. That'd the be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or or he just becomes Scorpion, because like I don't think we're gonna get that actor portraying Scorpion again in the next one. Or if we are, it's gonna only be a couple minutes of it. And it's like, I like Scorpion. I could do with a new Scorpion that is just like, oh, I'm almost as good kind of thing. Nick, what do you think? Uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot, actually. Um, I thought it was, pr- I'm like, to me, this is as good as a Mortal Kombat probably gets. I don't I don't think you need to go beyond this. It was fun. The fighting was fun to watch. I think it was super creative. I loved everything Sub-Zero did, I thought. You can tell that a lot of that $95 million budget went toward those ice effects, which I really think they needed to. Could have probably peeled off about five mil for the more fi- better fire effects because I feel like those were like not – they were slightly lacking. Um, but actually, I like the Cole character. I like that he's sort of the way that obviously the audience introduced all the rule sets of these things. I like that Sonya has been like – Sonya and Jax have been like trying to figure this out from the human side for a really long time. And String I think theory that, all over the place. Yeah, it's it's cool. And then like, you know, and I, and I like the trope of the sort of mark, how if you kill someone, you can get their mark. And then that's how you get your arcana. I thought it was cool. I mean, like, it's a lot of world building and it's at parts kind of, you know, it's it's fantastical. And I think they nailed the vibe and the fighting was good. I actually, as, as a, on a personal note, I like how Cole fought. I like that he was more MMA where he was, instead of like doing more of a traditional like block for things, he was doing a straight up like boxer's block. And when he's fighting Goro, he's like this and Goro's just pounding it. And he's just like kind of coming at him like you would in MMA. Um, so I thought it was cool. And, you know, let us not ever forget Goro from the first movie. Don't ever forget that. And those. I those, won't, Nick. I won't. Or, or what was it from the last, from Annihilation, where it was just like they had one shot of, of, of the. Mutaro, woman with the arms, oh. and they're oh, like, we can't, we can't afford this. You gotta <laughs> yeah. drop something on her, off fast. drop the yeah. birdcage. <laughs> I fucking love this movie, man. It was such a damn good time. It is exactly what Nick just said. It's about as good as a Mortal Kombat movie is going to get. With the one exception, I got to say it off the top, the music was a supreme letdown to me. Yeah. When, when it does kick in, when we do get the theme in orchestral form, obviously that's fucking awesome. But... Not getting the techno theme during any of the montages of the fight scenes, of which there were plentiful. There was an insane amount of fights in this movie, which is awesome. And I like the variation and all that stuff. But not even just the theme. Like, what we loved so much about the the first movie, like, even Reptile's theme. Like, having these different fight themes that are so iconic. Uh, they just kind of dropped the ball, and the music in this was fairly generic. And that is something that, that so much of this movie is not generic. Like, they went full Mortal Kombat in almost every element, especially with the choreography and the the moves and stuff. I liked the Arcana thing because I feel like it really just... it. This movie did a good job of constantly giving anime-esque moments to happen to these characters of like, okay, we're going to get you together. Now you need to train. You're going to unlock your special ability. Then you're going to face the bat. It's like, I, of course I'm the sucker for that type of stuff. It's yeah. like lowest common denominator hype machine, right? Uh, but I, I was pleasantly surprised with how over the top and stupid Kano was and all the dumb lines. Like it just felt right. Like it felt like a modern version of a shitty nineties movie. And like, that's what I want from a Mortal Kombat movie. And, uh, the huge star of the show for me in that regard was Cabal. 
I cannot believe how cool he looked fighting. Like yeah, it, it every once in a while, I see there's like some type of visual effects going on in a movie where I'm like, I've never seen that before. And this was one of those times where him teleporting around and shit, it, it gave me the same type of like awe that Nightcrawler and X2 did. And it's not just because of the teleporting stuff. It was like just very, the trail, very, very, The purple cool. trail yeah, looks yeah, so yeah. slick. He, he didn't teleport though. Uh, well, whatever. The Melina fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah fast. the fast speed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's just like it looked so cool, and I've never seen that before. Um, and I think that's true with a couple of the different characters and their fighting styles and stuff. I love that they committed to the fatalities and the the gore, kind of always having a reason. Like they they really went out of the way to make sure that like some of the kills, like the Kung Lao spinning saw kill, was fucking art you know i i can't believe we saw something like that um i expected we were going to see some like x-ray moves and stuff like from the from mortal kombat like 9 and 10 and stuff but hey i guess we'll save that for the the sequel the johnny cage thing at the end was like such a like let's fucking go when he said hollywood we lost our shit dude (laughs) when when uh who was it sonia did the like 10 rings like laser beam thing through her and then like the body collapses over and it's like the hole with the the spinal cord and it just collapses it's like they like took that right out of the games and it looks so good and fucked up and also how dumb is it that scorpion like the final kill is his the fatality with the fire and it looked just as dumb as the games i'm like thank you for committing like you knew you knew it was gonna look stupid and you did it anyways good yeah, for you I- I do like all the uh, this. They did all a lot of the same references that we got in the original movies, Ugh. where somebody will kill somebody and then be like, uh, uh, "Which one? Victory. Flawless victory!" Right. Yeah, and like shit see, like that. I feel like to it was me, earned was, this time. Like no, see, when, to me, I, I go ahead. Sorry, because when, when Kung Lao kills her by splitting her in half, that's for sure the coolest kill they're gonna have in the the whole movie. And then he says, "Flawless victory," like an asshole, which also fit his character. I that was a good moment for me. Yeah. See those those callbacks for me didn't work. I mean, actually, I'm sorry since they didn't work. They were awesome and hilarious and ridiculous, but I didn't need them, and they sort of stuck out a little bit to me because I think this movie is actually a pretty well like made film. And as a person who's not a huge fan of Mortal Kombat, when Scorpion's like "Get over here" and it doesn't sound like his normal voice, I'm like, where? Why? Why? Why is that a thing? And I understand that this is Mortal Kombat, and I stopped asking that question the second they started fighting because it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but there's one part of me that goes like. Why? Why would you kill someone and say flawless, like fatality? I don't like that stuff. The, just kind of o- felt shoehorned in there for me. The only moment I felt that was Liu Kang getting revenge and saying fatality for Kung Lao. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what? Like, what? <laughs> like I, that just did not work for me at all. But well, so that's God an animality. It, you know what I mean? Well, no, it isn't because it wasn't an actual dragon. It was just a fire dragon. Like the animality would have to be. Oh, you're the right. Real you're right. You're right. Actual be dragon turned into an animal. Bad, yeah. Bad. Um. But so many of the other cheesy callbacks totally did for me. I thought Kano getting his power was probably the funniest and coolest moment of it all. And I don't know. I guess I just was always surprised by the next thing that he said because I kept expecting it to get worse and dumb and bad and tired. And it, like, never did. Like, I was... We knew he was going to get his power there. We knew they were trying to get him to get his arcana. And he pulled it off. And I'm immediately like, uh, what's he going to say next? Is it going to be stupid? And it was like the perfect fucking reaction. Like, I loved everything. I loved like 90% of what Kano did. Um, I thought he I thought he stole the show. Uh, and that intro sequence fight with 
I guess it was Reptile Bless. Yeah, the mm-hmm. guy who was basically a Reptile. They called him another name. I can't remember the name, but yeah, Zyroth or some Re- the Reptilian Zyloth or something like yeah. that. Yeah, which was hilarious. Like, I love that this movie just didn't give a fuck. They're like, and now he'll face the Reptilian Zyloth. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah, I guess. And I guess that's what's happening. Right. I will say that any time that they cut to Shang Tsung talking to whoever the fuck he's talking to. <laughs> It always, it always reminded me of the, um, it always reminded me of Rita Repulsa talking to her goons in Power Mm -hmm. Rangers. Like, it never felt good. It always looked cheesy. It didn't look great. This green screening and the lighting wasn't really great in a lot of those sequences. So I was like, all right, just get back to the other stuff. Like, I don't, I I don't really need to see Shang Tsung talking to Cabal and Cabal with his weird ass voice yeah it was <laughs> Kabal had a Kabal had a fucking weird voice but to the, the point about shang sung i i think it's it's wild that this this version of shang sung was not anywhere near as good as the first yeah movies. yeah and it's like everything in this movie should be able to exceed everything in the first movie like the, the, that i don't think that's a too high of a bar of course shang sung in the first movie iconic but even this shang sung anything that this shang sung did that fell anywhere near iconic was inspired by the first one, you know, like him sucking the souls out of hey, people. With that though, mm-hmm. I want to give two Kano shout outs. One to him saying fucking whoops or fucking oops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when someone just like not able to get her power, that was like a laugh out loud moment because it was just so unexpected. The delivery was just so killer. And then the other time, I forget the line, but he said something like, he's going to suck your soul. <laughs> no, that, that was Cabal. Suck his soul out of him. That was Cabal, was Cabal. Fu- yeah. Luke, fighting like, oh. Luke Kane. He's like, oh, I love this part. He's going to suck his soul. <laughs> yeah. Like, See, I, I, I just. I loved Cabal. I love that voice that yeah. guy did. Really? I thought, I, yeah. I did. Uh, it I was thought, so good. Because he had character and he was just like, he just was totally. Like it was like he was like homies with Kano back in the day, and was like, "Oh, I know that guy. I'll go pitch him. I'll give him the hard pitch and like recruit him over to that side." I just thought it was cool. I thought the look of him was cool. I thought everything about it was cool. I'm like we, we found out that's the case. We found right? out that he was. Um, we found out that he was just a stunt actor. He was mostly like a stunt guy before an actor, so he's not like really acting a whole lot professionally. He's more of a stunt guy. But for me, I was like, oh, I just could have taken like any other voice actor. Like I, loved I think. It. Any other voice actor he could have been like a little bit a better. Movie. Yeah, it sounded I mean, like uh, I, I told Blessing it sounded like cartoon acting in a in a realistic movie, yeah. a live acting I loved movie. It. I, he's from I he's felt, supposed to be from Outworld, right? And like he no, sounds like he's is he, he not? Is he from Australia? No, he's he's Kano's like friend. <laughs> like okay. he says, but he's working. We were all but why is he laughing? working with Outworld? We were all laughing Kano when he said it. But in the in the beginning, that where he when he's first introduced. He like talks about being like Kano's friend, and that's the reason why he's in this iron lung thing. Okay. Yeah. Even, I even thought, still, I thought they he had just sounded like he was from a different movie. I'm yeah, pretty I sure they, they were both part of the Black he... Dragons, or whatever oh, they call it. Dude, even Kano, I'm the Black Dragon. It's like, <laughs> what the hell are you saying? <laughs> that's I, I want to shout this movie out for that because there's there are characters that I wouldn't have expected to be standout. They're a standout, right? Cabal was a standout. Kano was a standout. Kung, Kung Lao, who is a character that I really dig in the games, I I wouldn't have imagined that he would have been as dope as he is in this movie, and he is super dope. He's just as dope in, in the way that he fights and he uses his cap. It's almost he almost feels like a mixture between a Captain America and a fucking serial killer. The way 100%. that he spins that thing around. And I mean, when he. When he enters the scene, it is oh, oh, oh my god! Can we tell it, it, is, it is Steve Rogers in 
It, it is Captain Infinity American War. Infinity War. Like, it's that moment. I was just so fucking hyped when that moment happened and it looked cool. Yeah, the, the VFX in this movie were amazing. I thought they were fucking great. Anytime there was particle effects and they were, it was Shang Tsung coming through this black sort of cloud of of a bunch of just random particles, whatever the hell they were. They looked awesome. They looked convincing. I thought Goro looked awesome and I didn't expect it to look awesome. And I feel like he consistently looked lit well and he was part of that world. I was just always blown away by the VFX. And I, it seems like, a lot of the budget went to VFX and not towards like we got to get big actors in this movie, <laughs> and which I'm I mean, fine with. Yeah, I, yeah, I appreciate totally. that because yeah, it's totally. like just make make it so that like the actors can like do these fights well because that's what we want to see, right? These cool fights, yeah. and I think that they did that, and then they put in cool visual effects for all the outworld people. Um, I do think that, and I've said this earlier, that like uh, Cole Young's shirt. Is just, I, I wish they had done given him any other powers. Even if he just had a gl- like a blue glow that did the same thing or something, that I would that would have been better. I think it reminds me of uh, one of the moments in Black Panther where from behind we see Chadwick Boseman's suit, and while in the theaters, I had noticed, and they edited it out in the DVD. I had noticed like a tag and kind of a seam on his oh, on his like Black Panther That's suit. Funny. And like the Cole Young armor or whatever it was looked very it much. Was, it was plot kind of armor. Like... <laughs> that's his power. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah, that's actually it was, a perfect. Way it to put it just didn't. It didn't look. Yeah, it looked kind of rubbery. I I, I thought it looked yeah. cool in the Goro fight scenes, but then they just used this regular kind of thing that hung off of his neck, similar to Nick when Michael Keaton is Batman and he turns mm-hmm. and there's like a gap in between. Oh yeah, his mask oh, yeah, and yeah. his upper lip. But, yeah, like, it reminded me they of that definitely stopped doing CG to it, right? During the Goro fight. A yeah, because Melina it, hits him several times. He doesn't get the orange glows yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. What a weird thing to set up and then not pay off. There's a lot of inconsistent I mean, editing. In there, yeah, the, the editing was a total mess. Atrocious. I, I'm, I would love to find out, because there's a scene where um, who, uh, Cole Young Sonya. is... No, no, Cole Young is training, and he gets, like, thrown or something, and when he gets back up, he has, like, a big orange stain on his eye, and on his oh, shoulder, dirt. yeah, was like dirt. Yeah. And it just kind of doesn't fit. And like thirty seconds later, there's another throw, and it's very clear that he like slides on his head and his shoulder. And it's like, oh, okay, they like move those scenes That's around. That's where it came from for yeah, whatever reason. And it's just like continuity wasn't exactly there on that. There yeah. was there was I, yeah, quite I'm a curious. bit of bad continuity. Yeah. I'm curious. But, like, I hope someday we find out what the original vision was. Not that I want it. I just want to know what it was just nah, to man. see it. out of curiosity. Yeah. It'd be like <laughs> character character gets knocked down, they cut to the other character, they cut back, the character's standing up again. It's like, oh shit, like you yeah. you got up really, really fast, or I could have used like a uh, sort of like yeah. see, for me, I, f- I feel like like I think they did they, they sacrificed continuity for the energy of the edit, which I think worked, right? So Positive, to yeah. our earlier point, like I really think like they were like, we don't need name people, we need people who can do the choreography, look good doing it, and we need to cut this thing so it's lightning fast. And it works for me. Like, I don't need my fight scenes to have perfect continuity. I need them to have kinetic kinetic energy and really fun, creative choreography. And I just, I was hoping, I think I remember saying this when we watched the trailer, we did the trailer reacts, I was like, ah, oh, some of this stuff doesn't look that good. And I, And nothing takes me out of fight movies more than when there's, like, effects that are just terrible. And to this movie's credit, there was never a part 
really maybe a couple parts but there was never a really major part where i was like oh that that's terrible that that took me out totally um, to that point nick like there's so much fight in this like i would say 60 percent of this movie is fight and for it to never really take you out of it with like rare exception like that's a testament to this movie succeeded at what it was trying to do yeah you definitely. know I, I think that like besides the the music kind of being a letdown like the other thing that i just really didn't vibe with and i guess at the end of the day i just didn't really like cole but the the storyline of yeah cole like out of nowhere just being like yeah i guess i'm i guess i'm gonna leave and it's just like okay that just happened without any convincing whatsoever and the only reason they're doing this is to separate you so you can fight but they could have just done that in a different way because immediately they all just start fighting well, the I different enemies that. but it was all rush. forgiven to me it was all forgiven because they gave Jack's tiny hands and that was fucking hilarious <laughs> they that's so weird <laughs> i yeah, I was mad distracted by his hands the whole time. And I was really hope for there was a point where I was like, oh, those are just his arms. He's not going to get bigger arms. Like he's just going to have these these tiny mechanical arms uh so and it just looked so awkward <laughs> until they finally grew. It was Nick and it was Nick and the tiny hands video yeah. back in the day. It was <laughs> but like but I like that but I like that it was like I I do like that they made an attempt. And I think for the most part it kind of nailed the, the like arcs in this movie, right? I think Sonya not not having the mark, not being one of the chosen fighters, was a, kind of an inspired choice. And having her be like, you have to square off against Kano, and you're like, oh, you have to, you have to, you're gonna have to kill him to get this power. And then her doing that was cool. And then Jax, of course, having the like realization that like he needs to, no pun intended, grow into these arms and like figure out how to use them and like figure out how those can be his power was cool. I, I I just thought like I didn't it didn't bother me at all that there was no quote unquote tournament to this because I always felt like that was sort of like the weirdest part of the last movie where you're like well shang sung doesn't care about the rules so why wouldn't he just constantly attack them until they're all dead well in this one that's exactly what he does to the point where he shows up on raiden's doorstep and the guy he has to put a force field up to keep him out which to me i was like that's cool because now there's a clicking like clock there's a there's like enemies at the gates and tournament or not someone's gonna die people are gonna die which Nick, i thought was it, cool it's the orcs right in front of helm's deep you know they're Couldn't ready for this fight Exactly, exactly. Uh, both Oscar Helms award, thing. possibly. Both Oscar type of contenders. Somebody, somebody mentioned X-Men earlier, and I think that's a great kind of comparison uh, to make with this movie because I like by the time we uh, we finished the movie, I was like, okay, I like this. I, 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 I thought this was an enjoyable experience to watch, but I think there's so much more you could do with these characters if you had more time to flesh each of, each of them out. But the like the fact of the matter is you're adapting this game series that has so many characters and so many of them are iconic and so many of them are characters that pe are people are are characters that people would want to see in this movie and i guess that presents the problem of all right how do you have all these characters shine but then at the same time like make a movie that is quick and is paced well and cohesive and part of me kind of part of me doesn't like the use of the arcana as much because i feel like it takes out a lot of what makes these characters cool where when the scene where kano uses the laser beam was cool in like visual and was cool in like the way it was delivered and all that stuff but i think it would have been cooler if the beam came from the fact that he was that maybe he replaced his eye with some sort of weapon because that's who kano is right or if uh jacks had bigger arms because he mechanically engineered yeah mechanically engineered them or had somebody that mechanically mm -hmm. engineered them to be cool like the fact that each of these characters get superpowers just because they're chosen to have superpowers and the superpowers kind of come out of nowhere and have no rhyme or reason to how they get them to me was one thing that i found found 
disappointing even though i understand why they felt like they probably needed to do that so we could actually make this movie flow a lot quicker i do Uh, like that Jax though they were like hey that he doesn't have arms we're researching we're reaching out to the other realms to figure out how to solve this problem i thought that was kind of a Mm. cool i thought that was like i was like oh right there's other realms other than outworld and earth realm that could potentially help and they went and got technology from someone else and did it which i thought was kind of fun i think it's kind of like silly that they're pushing this like oh you're chosen they're not they just like defeat people in battle and like kind of like move up this weird ranking system to be like you know, to the top dogs but like like uh what Luke Kane wasn't chosen like he got trained and then was told that guy has the mark and if you kill him you'll have it and he did it you know what I mean so I I, I feel like in a way they're uh Anyone can be a fighter and then unlock their arcana. And if you don't have the arcana thing, then it is just anyone can go up against these people that do have powers. So you have to, like, equalize the... It's a big risk, the yeah. big risk. Sure. I mean, who, like, can you imagine having to fight Reptile in, like, a fairway? No. That, like, doesn't seem smart. Oh, I don't know why I thought fairway like golf. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, a lot of room to move, lot of room to move on that fairway. Watch out Fight for the water sand trap. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think it was a really wise call to yeah. center the story around Scorpion and like just like the family legacy and stuff. And Cole being a descendant of him, like not a shocker, not a surprise at all. And I'm happy they kind of didn't really play that as like a reveal. They were just kind of like, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, but having it be the Sub-Zero versus Scorpion in the beginning of the movie and the end of the movie while having the middle kind of allow all the rest of the characters. Because like Wesley was saying, like there's a ton of characters. And I was shocked that there were characters we didn't see in the trailer like Cabal and stuff that showed up and had as much screen time as they did. Uh, but I think that it kind of just gave a good framework to giving us what we want from Mortal Kombat. And sometimes that doesn't necessarily mean following the games exactly because the game story isn't good either. You know, How dare it's you? Just, it's How just dare a different you? type there, of it's ridiculous. Great, damn it. It's <laughs> fun as hell. It's fun as hell, but it's not like good, you know? Oh, Mortal Kombat 9 through 11 are great. The stories they're, I mean, they're are great. super damn fun. And like, yeah, the time travel shit, yeah, it gets sto- ridiculous. But like, it's because really they know convoluted. what they're doing. It, it, yeah, no, they understand In how a to great have fun. Way. And also, spe- speaking of convoluted storylines, there is the, the moment where Sub-Zero gets all his armor knocked off. And it's like, oh shit, he is becoming Noob Saibot. And it's like, oh, there's like something interesting. Like, see him in another yeah, movie, he zombie, yeah. I, I, um, I like if I could have been in the writer's room, I would have been like, look, here's what happens. Okay. Scorpion comes back. He's fighting. At this point, Cole Young does not have his power yet. Cole Young, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cole Young. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have his power yet. Scorpion comes back to try to fight, try to protect him, try to keep the legacy going. You're my descendant or whatever. Sub Zero's whooping his ass. Sub Zero's kind of like incapacitated for it a bit. And then Scorpion's like, fucking like i'm feeling it i came back from hell but this is looking like it's gonna be enemy i cole fucking stick the dagger in me i need you to kill me i need you to take the scorpion cross and bear it and because i thought the whole time cole young was gonna become scorpion i yeah. thought it was just like here's his power and eh, that's actually his his arcana just kidding bam he's scorpion i thought it was gonna be this cool reveal at the end and when it never happened and cole young was just kind of uh, an armor guy with a was it like a a police baton and yeah, a, a nightstick and a, and a, and a dagger and a, it, of some it, sort? yeah it was like a sharp weapon it, yeah it looked well, like one, one of them was sharp and the other yeah, one was just like one, a dagger he had one of each yeah yeah, yeah one nightstick um, and one nightstick with blade 
Yeah, interesting. Um, I don't know. Like, I thought that's. I thought that's what was going to happen. I thought he was going to become. That was like the new family lineage from now on. He would have been the new Scorpion, similar to like Avatar: Last Airbender. You know, like there's always the next one in line or whatever. Yeah. Um. So I was kind of bummed out by that, but you know, possible sequels will get more Scorpion, which will be cool. And and I think they can cast him again, Kevin. I don't think you know he might be too old to keep doing that sort of fight choreography but you can get anybody under that mask you know it's chilling in hell anyone can wear the mask yeah, exactly sure. let's ready, get everybody? to the, uh, before we get to the plot let me tell you about our sponsors this episode is brought to you by me undies me undies believes that comfort is about more than what's touching your skin it's about feeling comfortable in your skin that's why me undies sources the softest most comfortable fabrics imaginable uh they have endless styles and they are available in sizes extra small all the way up to 4xl uh you can express yourself every day in new limited edition prints because what you wear on the outside should empower you from the inside it's their whole thing with me undies i love me undies i've been talking about it forever literally right now head to toe i'm in me undies with the shirt with the undies with the lounge pants and with the socks i love how soft it is it's changed my life changed my wardrobe entirely uh uh, where I have completely replaced all my socks and shirts uh, and undies with me undies because of how soft and consistent the quality is. And it's also super fun with all the fun designs they have, whether they're licensed things like Star Wars or things that are just more like fun, like weird little sushi rolls and stuff. It's always fun stuff. Uh, great to unpack every month and be wowed by whatever was sent. Uh, MeUndies has a great offer for you guys. For any first-time purchasers, you can get 15% off and free shipping. They also have a problem-free philosophy when it comes to returns. If you're not satisfied with anything, no caveats, no questions, you're good. They'll exchange it, they'll refund it, whatever you need. Um, go to MeUndies.com slash morning to get 15% off your first order and free shipping. That's MeUndies.com slash morning. And now this next sponsor, I'm very, very, very excited about. This episode is brought to you by Channel Fireball Box Breaks. Channel Fireball is a very big name in the collectible and trading card industries. Uh, their new initiative, CFB Box Breaks, involves live streamed pack and box openings. We've talked a lot about this on uh, the different podcasts and in uh, the streams a little bit with Snowbike Mike unboxing Pokemon cards. But how this works is people will purchase a group in a break. Uh, we'll use basketball as an example here. Let's say we all buy in. I get all the Cavaliers cards. Greg gets all the Miami Heat cards, etc. The break happens live on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. They stream them, and then they do it every uh, Tuesday through Thursday at 1 p.m., Friday and Saturday at 3 p.m., and then they get whoever gets assigned to those cards gets those cards. They're also personal breaks. So let's say Blessing buys an entire box of Pokemon cards. We open it live on stream before shipping him the cards themselves. Each stream also builds to a premium break. These are usually spicier, more expensive breaks uh, with big hits in them. For example, this Saturday, they're breaking a box of revised Magic the Gathering. Each booster pack is $500, and there are cards worth over $1,000 that you can open in there. Uh, box breaks are a fun way to get your hands on collectible cards like Pokemon, Magic the Gathering, Flesh and Blood, sports cards, and more. Yu-Gi-Oh! Digimon, there's a whole bunch of cool stuff. Uh, they're running an awesome deal on Battle Styles, the hottest new Pokemon set right now, and you can get a box cheaper with CFB box breaks than anywhere else this friday and saturday cfb box breaks are running two spicy pokemon box breaks a booster box mixer on friday and an elite trainer box mixer on saturday with packs from evolutions darkness ablaze sword and shield vivid voltage and battle styles kev it's time 
bring it up. You can get your hands on a Pikachu VMAX worth over $400. Head to CFB Box Breaks now and use code KINDAFUNNY so they know that we sent you and you can get 5% off your first break. That's CFBBOXBREAKS.com. Use code KINDAFUNNY. CFBBoxBreaks.com. Code KINDAFUNNY. Kev, bring it up one more time. One more time because I want to say this is the Pikachu VMAX card, which has lovingly been nicknamed Chonkachu. And I love everything about that. So if you want to potentially get a Chonkachu or see somebody get hype opening a pack and getting this Chonkachu, you know where to go. CFBBachBreaks.com. So cool. You love that, Kev? So good. I thought you would. I thought you would. All right, guys. Hit it, Andy. We're the planet! Sorry. That was great, that was beautiful. though. That was you beautiful. really nailed that. that they better make a one. sequel so you can really kind of bring that bad boy out again. <laughs> otherwise, you're just going to do it at parties and no one's going to yeah. understand it. Mortal Kombat 2021. <laughs> In the middle of a party. Mortal Kombat! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Mortal Kombat guy's here again. God damn it. Here's, how, here's how this is going to go in my brain right now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that party started off with Fran doing renditions of uh, acoustic music, and then you just hear Andy scream Mortal Kombat from the side and just totally come over and play over anything. And Fran's like, ah, we, have, uh, we can, okay, are you trying to And all the people are like, oh, the Mortal Kombat guy's here. And yeah, Fran's like, Mortal damn Kombat. it, I hate damn when he it. comes and shows me up. <laughs> Uh, Mortal Kombat 2021, I have risen from hell to kill you. Hanzo Hashashi, Hasashi, Hasashi, excuse me, is hanging out with his family, and everything seems pretty good. Uh, so he's like, you know what? I'm going to go for a little bit of water with my cool dragon uh, tattoo birthmark thing. But then uh, by hand comes in and starts killing everyone. But when he can't find Hanzo, he starts making ice with his hands and kills Hanzo's wife and child. You're like, oh, no, not the kids. And then Hanzo hears his wife scream and runs back to find her and his son frozen in ice and also, for good measure, stabbed through the heart. <laughs> Dude. Like, okay, just in case you were you were wondering, if you thought they were just frozen, you could thaw them out. <laughs> no, they're dead. This, I think, was such a good tone piece for the movie, uh, starting off with that brutal of an image of his wife and child frozen was just like, oh, fuck. Like, they're they're about to, to go real. there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, real quick, before you go on, there's some breaking news that I want to tell you guys. Captain America 4 in the works with Falcon and Winter Soldier showrunner as the the writer director, hell yeah! Uh, yeah. So there you go with Anthony Mackie. Yeah. Fuck yeah! America. Fuck Very yeah! Cool. Nice. Very cool. Uh, he goes ham on a bunch of Sub Zero's men and then takes his wife's garden knife and fashions a good old fashioned get over here. Uh, when he catches up with Byhand, Byhand is meditating on a rock and then starts talking a lot of shit. Which Hanzo's like, listen, bro, I don't understand what the fuck you're talking about, but I'm about to fuck your shit up right now. I, I paraphrase that. I, I wasn't quite, thick, you know, I wasn't watching. I kind of dug that. Ever. I kind of dug that they didn't understand each other's language. Yeah, it was like, great. Yeah, usually Chinese, movies would Japanese. just be like, you do, usually movies just make them bilingual because they yep. don't have time to explain that shit. But Behan, well, like, Behan, I he, think, speaks. Yeah, yeah Behan speaks Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, Behan, Behan, Behan is, is bilingual. Scorpion didn't. Scorpion does, isn't bilingual. And so, like, when the first scene when, when Behan is talking to his wife, she, like, stands there and she's like, uh, and then he speaks yeah. Japanese. And then she's like, oh, no, I don't like this at all. And then, so, <laughs> is Sub Zero from Earthrealm or the, the, what, they're both from the, Earthrealm, yeah. What's the name of his family? The Lin Kuei? Lin Kuei, right? Link Kuei, yeah. Is that his family, or was that because he was like, "This is for Link Kuei," and I was like, "Oh, Link Kuei is like the tribe." Yeah. Oh, okay. The, I thought that the, was like his clan. wife that that Scorpion had the killed clan, or yeah. something like that. Interesting. No. 
I like that they had like beef to some degree. It, or was very it just clear that this guy very was a quick yeah. and like it's like it's cool. I get that they have beef beef. Let's see this cool fight scene. But I'm always yeah, I, I'm always a big fan of like when the bad guy is doing bad things, but it turns out that Scorpion not that good, right? Maybe fucked up the Lin Kuei or something, or did something that's possible, bad. Nick? Yeah, we, we don't, don't know. really know what's going yeah, on. I, I, I will say I think Tim was right with this, you know, setting the tone and letting the audience know that this is going to be fucking dark and kind of get really gross and twisted at times. But the uh, I'll say that the moment of mom talking to daughter. And like maybe a second of scuttlebutt outside, little ruffle in the feathers outside, boom, sword with a with a blood against the thing. I was like, oh, this is a little too fast for me. I need like, I need the wife to kind of be like, oh, who's out there? What's going on? See a murder, be like, oh my god! Like I needed a bit more of that as opposed to just like, oh, we're having a little sweet mom and daughter. Ooh, it's chilly in here. Bam, knife or sword through the thing. A little too fast for me. And and they, they, don't, that, they don't have time for this that. This is Mortal Kombat, bro. We don't have time for that. We got fucking tournaments to get to. There's eight characters in here. They all got to get their fight. They all got to <laughs> square off against their match. The person who's the the height weight match for them. Yeah. I love that Bihan was the one who was out for blood and posed as kind of the villain in this situation because usually when it's in the usually Scorpion reverse. versus yeah, usually when when it's come when it comes to Scorpion versus Sub Zero, both of them aren't usually like good good but scorpion is usually the one who's like oh he's doing fucked up shit like he's the one who's more evil uh and i kind of like that they flipped it because scorpion 2 is the one that ed boone usually says is his favorite character and this feels like kind of a hey let's put him at the forefront and make him more of a main character than sub-zero or johnny cage or whoever else uh of course they start fighting but uh behan gets the better of him and stabs him through the neck and then whispers uh, or actually he says, do not forget this face uh, before uh, Hanzo dies. Then he whispers the, as he's walking away and the cool, like, I just killed my opponent walking away. He says, this is for uh, Lin Kwai, who I, again, I thought was, I, don't, I had no context for that. But in my brain, I'm like, there's been a battle raging for years and this is just the end of it. I, I, like, to, I like to make up shit. Do uh, so they kind of imply, okay? oh, wait, can you guys hear You're me? On. Oh, yeah, You're sorry, mm -hmm. my, my uh, it doesn't matter. I. Uh, they kind of imply that uh, what the the wizard dude set him over, right? I didn't get that. Wizard, no. wizard dude. I no? just thought that, like, no, Raiden. Yeah, I just got that he's not allowed to interfere. Not, so not Raiden. Who is the 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 Shang from Sun? Elseworld? Shang Tsung. Oh, Shang Tsung. Right, because oh, yeah, like probably. later he's kind of like, hey, this family. He's like, I already took care of him. Like I did my job, you know. Well, they they make the reference, which I thought they, was smart, where he's like. He's like, we've been kind of cheating for the last nine tournaments. That's how we won. And I just assumed yeah. that maybe this was sort of part of that strat that long term strategy. To I win thought so too. Earth Realm. Like, really? You're cheating? Like, sh I should talk to the judges about it. The commission yeah, is not, not right. going to like hearing about all of this. I mean, I we saw the judges in uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, and they are just plugins for After Effects. <laughs> <laughs> They're not very good. Uh, but guess what, guys? Hanzo's not dead. He hears his young baby son crying and tries to crawl over. Oh. But as he does his, his does, his wounds get the better of him, and he bleeds out. Of course, when he dies, the dragon brand uh, on his arm uh, engulfs him in fire, leaving scorched earth and the knife in his place. This is when Raiden rolls in and picks up Hanzo's knife, and then he hears the baby crying, heads over, scoops it up, and takes it with him to ride the lightning. Earthrealm, quote, is on the verge of catastrophe, or as I like to say it, Kevin, catastrophe. Should it lose one more tournament, the savage realm of Outworld will invade, but ancient prophecies foretell that a new group of champions will be united by the rise of hanzo hasashi's blood cut to 
Cole Young getting his hands wrapped in the cool yellow wrap, uh, which is, I like, by the way, that's foreshadowing. I didn't catch that ju- until right now that they're wrapping it in the same color that his hands will be wrapped in later. Kind of cool. Um, mm. And he's about, he's about to fight for 200 bucks and I, nothing more than that. And, the, and his manager's like, listen, man, if you can call it a fight, you have no strategy. You just go just in there and you mean. just bang and you just get your ass kicked most of the time. Or you just, you know, you're taking a lot of damage. So I'm saying you should be a little bit more strategic. And then he says, who's your corner person? And of course, Cole's like, well, my daughter's going to be my corner person. And he's like, I don't know if that's smart. Does she know a lot about fighting? And he goes, yeah, but I'm getting paid $200. So yeah, she's going to basically <laughs> just give me water. And that's pretty much it. If I want Best a corner person. Ever, do an uppercut. Do an uppercut. Let's hope that comes back later at the movie. Def- it def- so, everything does. Uh, Nick, like, that's not the right move for what was happening, right? Like, remember when she's, like, later, like, hey, don't don't tap. And it's, like, the man's getting choked out and his back's about to get, like, split in half. <laughs> no, like, he so should have. He uh, was in a terrible spot, and the ref should have stopped right when he was put in a crucifix, and the guy was fucking just down-elbowing his forehead to death. That's basically in UFC. If a ref saw that, the ref would step in and stop. The or, fight. or the second that he is kind of being choked out that way, and you see him kind of do like I'm fading away look. Yeah, that's where you're like, all right, he's out. He's fucking like, we got to call this. And right instead, now. Well, it's funny his daughter is like, don't tap, keep fighting. <laughs> no, that's a that's first off, you're not getting out of that. Second off, he actually, um, ironically enough, I don't know if it was a. I think they meant it as a choke, but it's actually more of a neck crank. So the uh, idea is you tap crank. to pain. Yeah, it, it hurts so bad that you're just basically getting I believe I could get out of it. You're cranking. I believe I could get out of it. Andy, I'll tell you what, Andy, I actually know, actually know how to do that neck crank, so I am more than happy to to do that for you. Cool. I think it's like a modified twister. So Bring it on. Take off, take off your left shoe and put one glove on your right hand, and we'll go. Uh, I thought this was uh, a, an interesting call, too, and earlier I was saying it was a good tone piece to have the Sub-Zero freeze the family. But uh, having this, like, UFC, like, cage fight happening where it's like these are just mortals, like, these are just humans beating the living fuck out of each other and having a fight combat. that it's <laughs> mortals doing combat. But, like, it was brutal as all hell. Like, I thought that was, like, pretty cool because I, I really feel like they were setting the standards of, like, Yo, the, we're we're going this hard this early with just dudes. Like we're about to then add, you know, mm-hmm. spinny fucking hats and stuff, and it's going to get even crazier. Speaking of uh, adding some crazy stuff over at Outworld, Shang Tsung orders uh, Behan, who is now Sub Zero, uh, to kill Earth's champions before they get a chance to compete in the tournament. And he's like, "Isn't that cheating?" He goes, "Kevin, as long as Raiden doesn't find out, no one's going to know." We're gonna win. I, how <laughs> lame was it when he called himself Sub Zero? Also, it's like. He's been alive for it seems like hundreds of years, centuries. And like, yeah. he's cha- he's clearly changing his name this time. Like, come on, get out of here! Yeah. Listen, right, man, every, every great artist has to read. Remember Garth Brooks? Everyone's like, "We love you, Garth no. Brooks," but what have you done for us lately? And he's like, "I'm gonna come out as a whole different character." And everyone's like, "We hate this. Go back to Garth Brooks." Remember that? Oh, you're talking about um, with the black hair. Yeah. <laughs> terrible it was terrible oh god shout Shout out to every character in this movie saying their name or having their name said by somebody like way too many times like how many times was kano said in this movie a lot (laughs) i loved my favorite part was when um i think it was jacks looking at raiden going but lord raiden (laughs) yeah totally so funny (laughs) 
That shit made me laugh so hard. <laughs> uh, let's see. After the fight, of course, uh, Emily tells Cole, hey, you should have used the uppercut, and then gives him a string bracelet. And Jax comes in to introduce himself. Uh, he asks Cole about his cool uh, dragon uh, tattoo. And Emily's like, oh, it's not a tattoo. It's actually a birthmark. He's had it since birth. And Jack's like, yeah, this is the guy, right? And then Cole and his family head out to ice cream and get snow instead as Sub-Zero materializes to attack. Uh, Jax, of course, pulls up and saves them and tells them he's been chosen to fight in Mortal Kombat. And he's like, what's Mortal Kombat? He's like, oh, go find Sonya. She'll tell you exactly what that is. Right now, I got to rip out. Uh, of course, they turn around and they they spot Sub-Zero. And so Jax is like, listen, take the car. I'm going to take the shotgun. And I'm going to shotgun blast Sub-Zero like, oh. to the face, God. which did definitely it, like, does not work do, out for him. You could do did something it, better. Did, did anybody think he was making it out of this scene with his arms? No. no I thought he was going to die. Yeah, <laughs> My sure. favorite reaction was after, you know, not the longest fight. The arms break and Blessing goes, finally. <laughs> like, like, why are you looking? Five minutes. Yeah, it's, well, but it was the annihilation on top of it that he's been waiting, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, like, that was, my, that was one of my biggest issues in Mortal Kombat 1 is when he was, when, when the dude who was not Jax, but it was a black dude on the mission, who maybe, maybe shouldn't, should have been Jax, but whatever, when uh, Goro holds him up and Goro has the two extra arms to easily pull off this dude's arms. He just chops him on the shoulder, and oh, it's like, talking, I'm talking about from the first Mortal Kombat. You're talking about you're talking about the fighter that Johnny Cage saw at some tournament. It was like you got some skills, guy. Yeah, it's like <laughs> come through. We're just gonna leave Jax at home. I'm, I've been waiting for two movies for somebody to get their arms ripped off, and yeah. finally it's here. And to get awesome. Molina's fucking face, and we got it, man. Yes, good for them. Uh, but how the bone brutal. coming out of Jax's arms, man, it was wild. Yeah, that, that, was that looks wild. Also, I looked yeah. into it. There, there's the line later that Liu Kang is like. Oh, the ice cauterized the wound. Like ice can't cauterize a wound, but yeah. it can. It can um, slow the bleeding down, which allows it to. Um, this is science the, with Kev, by the way. This is definitely science with Kev. Oh yeah, yeah. No. Sorry, and it, it allows it to is clot. It really? That's it. So like that, mm-hmm. that does work. Do you have a science is with Kev? Really? Graphic. Is it really? Hold on. Science, science, science with Kev. I'm Kevin. Blood clots are real. Uh, Melina. <laughs> Hold on, when, when Jax uh, gets his arms ripped off, that was obviously brutal and awesome. But then when he falls and like yeah. just hits his head on the thing, it's like, this motherfucker oh, is yeah. dead. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, yeah. It was, yeah. That was some They're like, we could fix his arms, but his brain is just gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like, he's not going to be right there. <laughs> uh, let's see. Melina reports back to Shang Tsung uh, that Sub-Zero killed Jax and tells her to keep the pressure on by sending in the Reptilius Humongous or whatever the hell he talks about. <laughs> And then Raiden can't. He's like, well, listen, again, guys, let me let me preface this. Everyone keep this on the DL. Raiden can't know we're breaking the rules because that's how we won the last nine tournaments. So if he figures it out, man, we are screwed. But since we've been able to do it for nine tournaments straight, I don't, I'm getting the message that he doesn't care. I think he understands what's going on. Cole heads over and finds Sonya who kicks his ass, and then they head into her double wide so she can tell him about Mortal Kombat. And then Cole sees he's been, by the way, that's the whole time he's been seeing flashes of his father in hell. Uh, and then he talks to Kano, who Sonya has tied up in his closet or in her closet. Uh, Kano has the mark too, because he killed the guy I belonged to. Then they attack, they get attacked by the invisible Bloss Raptor with acid for saliva, and Kano gets his face ripped off. What's up, Kev? The the amount of little things that you change in like the script is so funny, where it's like, <laughs> definitely not not his father, like super distant relative. Super distant relative. <laughs> Not, Would I say uh, it was suicide someone's father? 
Scorpion. No, uh, was Scorpion, yeah. Skull's like great, great, great grandfather. <laughs> the little girl they save in the very beginning is uh, just someone that goes and has kids. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah that oh, took no. place in, that was in like the 1600s or some shit yeah. like that. Oh, no. <laughs> that makes more sense. I was like, I thought they said she. I thought because I, I watched yeah, this fast. So I thought they were like, it's my daughter. And I was like, well, I guess it was a son. I must have gotten that wrong. And it must have been, in a, it clearly was in the early 90s, right? That these people were living in feudal Japan. <laughs> hey, man, in my defense, there are areas of Japan where people still dress in the more traditional oh, I was with you. I, I was in the same boat for half the movie until like, I think that somebody mentioned something and I was like, oh, this someone is said centuries at some point. Yeah, somebody, yeah. somebody like, used okay. the word centuries and I was like, okay, that makes sense. It was also like sense. a glass painting in the temple. Which I thought was odd, where it's like, this isn't yeah. like Mortal Kombat tournament sanction related, you know? This isn't, like, clearly they know about the attacks then. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. Very good because point. If, because when Cole sees him at the end, I was like, he doesn't really seem too excited to see his father. <laughs> I'm having a great time. I was like, I, feel so like should, this. I feel like they should have like a moment where he's like, Papa. <laughs> I haven't seen you since Papa. I was a little boy. <laughs> I was a wee child. <laughs> oh man, this is what happens when you watch. You take notes on the movie the day it comes out. Clearly, I got to see these things two or three times. Anyway, uh, let's see. So let's go back. Cole sees flashbacks of his great 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 grandfather <laughs> in hell, and then talks to Kano, who, who Sonya has uh, tied up in the closet. Cole sees uh, his uncle. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, they use a road. What's up? I, I was gonna say right from the introduction, Kano's making me laugh. Like he, the, like it. I'm the whole time. I'm kind of cringing, being like, "This is gonna be a dumb character." Like it's they've got him tied up here, and no, he just makes me laugh. He's smart. He's in there playing with the spit, talking shit. I felt this. I felt the same way though, Kevin, because a lot of his introductory lines, I feel like they were half and half of. This line was good. This line not. Like the lines were just met with silence in the room. It's like uh, that wasn't I, a very funny line. But then I, as he went on, he just progressively got better and better. It was, I think it was the, awesome. the moment where I was like, I think I would like this kid is when he's like, "Hey, new guy. Hey, new guy. Help me out." <laughs> I just there's something about calling. <laughs> yeah. Him getting <laughs> the knife in the knee was guy. fantastic. Yes, the, yes. Getting the knife in the knee was so much fun. And um, being like that was on purpose. <laughs> yeah, it's really yeah. funny. Uh, let's see. They use road flare to, to expose the, invis- by the way, did I say that the Velociraptor was invisible? I guess it is. It's got everything going for it, man. This Andy is the 2021 Velociraptor. Okay. It's capable of invisibility. It can feathers. climb walls. It's very, very high. No feathers though. Where it's, a cla- <laughs> it's a classic stylings for the Good. Velociraptor. The real did, one. The real did one. you guys Absolutely. watch the, what was it? The Jurassic world. Didn't they have one that went invisible? Oh, yeah, shit, right? Kevin. Yeah. 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 Jurassic Damn, World I got there I, first. I may fucking have blocked that out movies. of my brain. Trash fucking uh, movies. Let's see. Kano, of course. Uh, let's see. Sonya hits it with a knife, and then Kano uses that knife to rip out the thing's heart. Kano wins. Uh, Sonya is trying to get to Raiden's temple. A lot of a lot of information here where he just looks over and sees Raiden's temple. And he's like, hey, hey, governor, I know where that is. And she's like, you do? He goes, yeah, I used to run guns through there. And she's like... It's in the middle of nowhere, but yeah, I guess that makes sense. Let's use this as a story beat. Luckily, uh, Sonya's like, I'll give you $3 million. And Kano's like, 
great. I'll just take it at face value that you have that. And then uh, when Cole's like, hey, you have $3 million? She goes, no, I live in a fucking trailer. Like, I don't have $3 million. Her, and it's funny. His response to me, like, you live in a place like this and you have $3 million? And she's like, hey, this is my childhood home. It's like, that's not a rebuttal that, like, it's like, okay. <laughs> so, like, how does that mean you're rich? It's a side It's a vacation house, Kevin. Yeah. You know, I, just, I live like, here because I want to, not just be, not because I have yeah, to. Yeah, it's sentimental value, yeah. Also, I want to shout out the fact that uh, Reptile in the games does have invisibility, lending more credence that this was indeed Reptile. And he uh, also gets his heart pulled out. It's important. He also, he also like moved really funny in spit. the last movie. <laughs> <laughs> and he looked like an N64. Uh, <laughs> they take a plane to the desert and then parachute out with absolutely no... Uh, gear whatsoever because i guess like, do we either find this temple or we are gonna die <laughs> this is a, a perfect example of the bizarre editing in this movie of like okay so they're they're in a plane and they're like well fuck how are they gonna get out of the plane it's like we didn't need to see any of this we see no. them jump out of the plane we see parachutes for a second and then it cuts and they're just walking like why did we have any of that i'm all? fine with it i'm just like maybe bring a jacket the desert gets cold at night and also during the day you need water but they find this thing pretty fast, uh, but not before Kano and Sonya. Uh, yeah, Kano pisses Sonya off because he's like making fun of her because he, she doesn't she doesn't have a mark. He's like, you never mind if you can come and take it. She's like, fine. And then she proves to him basically, I'll kill your ass whenever I want, but I'm not a killer. So you just eat it. I uh, really, if, I really liked like her just beating the shit out of him and like knife mm-hmm. right up to neck, being like, I'm I can do this. I thought that was a cool moment of like, yo, you like this character is a lot nope. stronger than you think. And we need it for the end, also. We need yeah. it for that oh, yeah, final yeah, battle. Yeah. yeah which is kind of pointed to a little too obviously with Cole being like, You take Kano, you've already proved you could beat him. Remember in that one moment in the desert when you took him down <laughs> and you showed him you spared his life? Like, remember, okay, like, but like, like, Oh, but now he's got a laser, so watch out for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Holy hell. That was so funny. Yeah, it was good. It's, it's uh, one of those also, it's one of those moments where you wish the character were turning to them and be like, Laser, got it. Thank you, for, yeah. thank you for explaining that to me, everyone. Right, I forgot about it. Forgot yeah. about the laser. How could I forget about the fucking laser from his right eye? <laughs> uh, have you guys uh, heard of the uh, Egyptian the the theory that the Egyptians made it to the Grand Canyon like a long ass time ago? <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> Hold on, because so we gotta lay off temple, the YouTube man. The algorithm <laughs> will take you places. Raiden's, <laughs> Raiden's temple is based off the like temple in the in the united states that is a mountain that kind of has like a pyramid shape and it's just funny that they they actually made that a temple like for sure it's based off that temple oh i see i see what you're saying okay interesting Mm -hmm. cool uh they reach well they get close to the outer sphere of the temple and they spot Liu kang coming out from the with the sun behind him he's all silhouetted and it's super cool and then kano calls him mc hammer so he shoots a fireball out of his hands at him and he goes oh, are we all gonna get superpowers too and i was like actually that's pretty cool if they all get yeah. superpowers uh of course this is less of a temple more of just some caves carved into the side of a mountain but hey guess what tournaments right around the corner beggars can't be choosers when it comes to mat space these days uh Liu then of course uses his magic to open up the door and we get with the real temple which is inside and really really cool along with some ornate murals that show the living history of mortal combat which sonya tells us is the living history of mortal combat uh cole spots a painting of scorpion his great 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 uncle and flat and a flash <laughs> of hanzo in hell um making his cool like with the tether forming so he's like trying to figure out how to make his weapon again as he's going to make his way back from hell uh and then lou takes sonya to jacks 
who is stable, but is still in need of arms. They're searching all of Amazon.coms of every realm to find some arms. You know, they, they don't want to spend too much money on them, but they're going to get them for them. You call around and like, no, we don't have those parts here. Our, our warehouse hasn't had those for a while, but I do know a good place. Yeah, I do know a good place in the in Niflheim or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Niflheim. <laughs> Uh, uh, then he brings them to Lord Raiden, who is super disappointed. He's like, this is the best you guys got. And they're like, damn, dude. And then Cole tells him he's willing to die. He's like, I'm willing to die for my family. So Raiden's like, cool, I'll give you a shot. Also, I have no other choice. So you're going to get a shot one way or the other. Uh, Sub-Zero makes his way into the temple, so Lou takes him on, but gets quickly overwhelmed. Luckily, Kung Lao pops out of the fucking floor to help. And then Shang Tsung pops up to claim the way. He's like, it's time to claim the world. Screw this tournament stuff. We're getting this thing on right now, but Raiden won't allow it. He calls in the thunder and protects them with a protective field that apparently is powered from a dragon stick that I didn't see him use before, and I assume they set that up? No, we saw him use it. We Did saw we? him use it in one of the other awkward-ass cuts where he has his weird staff, and he, like, hits it down, and it, the camera has a shot for, like, one second of this weird dragon thing, and then it cool. cuts away. It was yeah. so zoomed in, though, he's... it didn't look like a staff. That's when yeah. he's setting up the shield, though. That's the, like that is the first time he uses it, and I think it's one of those things that, like, I I guess he has to concentrate on it, but he can just imbue the stick with it, and then he just puts the stick down, and it keeps working. Unless someone lasers the eyeball, then it stops working. There you go. Um, where did I leave off, guys? Your inner power comes for your arcana, a gift. From the dragon mark. Without it, defeating Shang Tsung will be impossible. There's only one place that you can discover your arcana in the fight pit next oh, yeah. to the Pete's Coffee on Van S. Uh, Sonya gets kicked out because she doesn't have a mark and is therefore a liability. And Sonya's like, oh. So she goes over to check on Jax, who has tiny little metal arms, and she brings him up to speed on what's going on. And he's like, listen, I'll be honest with you right now. That all sounds really interesting, but I'm a little bit more of a clemp because of these tiny little metal arms they found me. What realm did they get these things from? And how big are these people in this realm? It was That's so my fucking question. funny. I, I like that the hand kind of had that Luke Skywalker vibe to yeah. it. You know, like like that type of the robotics. I was like, oh, that's cool. But then, yeah, when you see the arts, like this is fucking stupid. But I'm so happy that they like it had they played it payoff. as a joke and it had, had a good them, payoff. Yeah, it was it, it got ridiculous when he started practicing his boxing with the arms. It's like bro, with little, little tiny arms. Yeah, with those little tiny arms. It's like first of all, bro, just stop. No, it. you're give up. There <laughs> but, yeah, but, are like, too many scenes you can do in this other movie. Things. That are that are just like really bad scenes of people punching things because there's that and then later when Cole is like punching his wife out of the ice, it's just like it's so that weird that Sub Zero and Scorpion fighting and it just cuts to him and he's just kind of like, like what the but hell? he's like but he's also, he's taking massive haymaker swings of this ice and barely chipping like a millimeter off of it each time like <laughs> that, but that's you also can tell it's how they, you not handle the situation if someone is frozen in ice you don't try to break them out you know you they'll break. Them. Yeah, but I also think I also think water. that the the person editing that just thought that those sequences are really cool to flash back and forth with its its imagery. All right, this is filmmaking right here. We're showing the struggle on one side, the struggle on the other side, and it was like quick cuts of just ice breaking right back to fucking a cool punch by a scorpion. I didn't like it either. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> <I didn't laughs> love it. Uh Let's see. Over in the fight pit, it's time to test your might. First up, Cole versus Lau, and it's awesome. Uh, I like the soundtrack here. I wish they'd used this a little bit more because it kind of sounds arcadey, which was cool. Um, there was, in, there in was a little bit of hints of it of that all the way throughout. Nick, like, you would get like two seconds of 
yeah. like cool synth sound. I'm like, oh, I'm here like, we go. That, it's about that. to hit. But it's about to fucking hit. And then it. it just goes away. Like, I why? Because of those punch combos in, in this scene specifically, where he does like the quick punches are pulled directly from the latest games, and it looks fucking sick. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, next up, we got Lou, who was absolutely shredded uh, versus. Oh, Kino. my. God. Were they yeah. born, born in labs? Yeah. Now it's time to rank those abs. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast within a podcast. Rank those abs for Mortal Kombat in review. I don't have a list in front of me right now. I don't even know if I put the list on there, but we basically got a tie right here that we need to break. Up between... top, we had Mutaro. I fought for Mutaro. Did we have Mutaro? Yeah, who looks yeah, really Let me look. Like let, me look. Well. Let, me, let me look. Hold on. I gotta look at the notes, everyone. Ragu Mutaro looked amazing towards yeah. the end of the movie. You thought he was CG and like makeup, like just you're like yeah, that was probably makeup, but it was clearly just like a really ripped dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, so this dude I, was fucking huge. I didn't have Mutaro on my list, so he's going at number three. Okay, um, cool. So that's Mortal Kombat two. Whatever. Uh, I will say so. Right now we have Jax from Mortal Kombat two. I forgot we put him at number one because he was really fucking good. jacked. Yeah. Yeah. and then Lou. From Mortal Kombat 1, followed very, very far down by Mutaro, who's probably CG abs. We, we've all discovered. Where no do you want to Balls put... of Fury. Interesting. I, mean, I don't think anyone just took their shirt off of Balls of Fury, but I'll put Randy on there at number four. Hell yeah, why not? Randy. Yo, I want to give a mega shout out to Liu Kang because we often talk on this show and uh, on all of our shows because we're us about the, the Tom Holland body type mm-hmm. where you are a skinnier guy. And uh, Ludi Lin, the actor here, who I don't know if you know, Nick, he was the Black Ranger in the Power Ranger reboot as well. I did not know um, that. And he's fuck. I like this guy a lot. Um, he, is, he has that type of body, but he is absolutely ripped and jacked where it's like he's small, but his muscles are like fucking very out. very very substantial you know what i mean like yeah his shoulder area and his arms like i don't have the right words i don't have the the ability to explain what i'm defined. trying to say very but defined. it is it's real damn good and i am very supremely impressed and i put him at number one i'm gonna i'm gonna say i'm gonna i'm gonna say it's it's good but again jacks from mortal kombat annihilation had just bulk along with a definition and that's really hard to get so yeah, i can't in like, good conscience put him above not, this it's not like like we're talking about the abs not the but, overall but, but, okay, perfect perfect point kevin thank you for proving my point did we see all of his abs in this because he had a sash around his belly a at one little point, bit yeah and we didn't get to see all of his abs good i'm just so impressed by the like this dude had negative body fat yeah, like you could see every tendon. Yeah, it was amazing. This dude, gonna, uh, handsome dude. Good lord. Yeah, I'm gonna put the, him. This dude's hot. All right, I'm gonna put New Lou at number two. <laughs> new, new Lou, Lou at, at number, number two because it rhymes, Kevin. That's why. That's how we do it here. Kind of funny people. It doesn't have to make sense, but. We do get a fucking banger of a line from Kano here, where he looks at him and he clearly sees that he's shredded. He goes, "Put a fucking shirt on, Magic Mike." Crazy, <laughs> and That's I like yep. Magic Mike Cinematic Universe. Maybe he's in this. Who knows? Later oh, that yeah. night. Damn, Cole I asked, missed that line. Oh, yeah. It was because all the other pop culture stuff got me. The Gandalf yeah. line got me. Harry Potter. All Harry that Potter shit so hit. Good. Like, and it shouldn't. But because it's like, yeah. it's it's really easy. It's fucking like, it's it, just, it, it's not a it, creative or clever line. But it's the delivery. It's the it's the, the Aussie accent. It's just worked so much for me. I loved all that shit. Well, that's the thing is like for these type of movies to work, it's similar to Fast and Furious where it's like you need to commit and just do everything at this like B level 
because if you do all that, that makes it actually good because you're sure. like nailing the vision for it. It's when you kind of miss the mark with some of those things or when you try to take it too seriously or whatever that it's like there's that tonal shift where it just doesn't add up, right? Yeah. And yeah. so it's like Kano in this movie, because of what this movie is, him making Harry Potter lines are, is funny because – we're, we're we want to laugh at it you know what i mean like yeah. we want him to have dumb one-liners we want the next thing he says to be even stupider than the last mm-hmm. uh later that night cole uh lewis uh, suturing up cole's arm which he uses his fire to on which is cool he asks uh lou how to find he's like how, how do you find your arcana and he says quote it has to come from your soul whatever it is that drives you and then he tells uh he tells him the story of how he was an orphan and was recruited into the wuxi academy where he was trained and given a purpose and also met his brother, Kung Lao. Uh, upon graduation, he was given the name of a man who was the purveyor of a very rare thing, which was children. And he's a fucked up human being. So in no uncertain terms, he killed him and took his mark. And he says, in that moment, uh, my arcana came forth. That shit's sick. Like, I think that's... That's a cool backstory. It's such a small little backstory. It's easy. Like, it didn't take forever. We didn't need this uh, crazy a bunch... Uh, a crazy amount of lines of dialogue to sort of get this across. It didn't in any way slow down the movie and make it feel like you're going like, uh, here comes the exposition. I thought it was cool as hell. I like, um, I'm on the opposite side of it where I, I really dug the whole Arcana stuff and that being the way that he got it in, in a way that's, it's just so valiant and cool. I think it's like, uh, Liu Kang was probably like one of my favorite dudes in this movie. Just not only the way he acted, uh, but also super hot. So there you go. Yeah, I, I uh, also think that uh, they do such a good job peppering little Mortal Kombat things because this is the moment where they mention uh, the boy. Ra- What's his name? Bo Bo Raicho. Ra- drunken ma- who's master. The yeah. drunken master that they have in Mortal Kombat. It's like that's cool. Oh, I didn't catch that. That's cool. Uh, Jax trains with his new metal arms, but he can't get the hang of them and is really depressed. Sonya tells him about her. She says, remember the first day of our training where you made me run like 20 miles? She says, all I wanted was your approval. And he says, what are you trying to tell me? You trying to tell me something, soldier? She says, yeah, get off your fucking ass and uh, stop feeling sorry for yourself. And they eat dinner that night, and Kano is a dick to Lao. So Lao lays it, uh, lays, it, lays it out to him. He says, quote, combat takes intelligence. You, you're like a dog. Uh, of course, you get the scene, the sense here that uh, they're kind of baiting him because his the thing that drives him is his anger. And of course, when he gets really, really, really mad, that's when the laser eye comes out. And he's like, holy shit, I got a laser. That's way better than fire. <laughs> and he's like fucking with Lau. <laughs> Killer line. Way better than fucking fire. Uh, Lau orders Kano to beat Cole's ass because he's like, maybe pain will be a good catalyst for you, but it does not work. Uh, then Raiden tells him, he's like, listen, man. Your mark comes from a long lineage of your great, 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 great uh, cousin uh, on your mother's side who is uh, who former had roommate. Mark. <laughs> the if space you boss. embarrass Nick, he like what, needs to turn it around and just be I'm like, not, I'm, it's, I'm not embarrassed it's at dumb. all. I'm not dumb for misunderstanding. <laughs> I was watching the movie, taking notes, eating a sandwich, and also doing push ups. Okay, what I got a fucking. I got a little How many uh, did turkey, you do? Ho- turkey Havarti. I'm sorry, turkey Swiss sandwich on a nice hard roll with nice. some uh, t- uh, 300, Kevin. 300. Fuck you. Oh, no, damn. you didn't. It's amazing. Wow, eating the sandwich. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Well, well if blessing, what I like to do is to economy, like economy of movement, right? I don't like to do so many things. I stick the sandwich upright, balance it, and as I come down, <laughs> I, go, I get a little bite. Clean bite. Clean bite. Clean bite. Clean bite. Clean bite. Okay. 
Okay. Tim, why, why Tim lets me talk at all is beyond me. But <laughs> either funny. way, I mean, that's a great way to gain calories while burning at the same time. It's dope. It's a net neutral. Yeah. Uh, Ryden's like, listen, dude, you're great, great, great. great. You, you come from a lineage of Hanzo Hasashi, uh, and when he was defeated, he his he descended to the nether realm, otherwise known as hell, to endlessly search for revenge which might be the coolest thing anyone's ever said. I'd be like, man, my great, 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 great cousin on my mother's side was a fucking badass. But Cole doesn't have, the, he's like, but obviously you don't have your that that power. That doesn't flow, that blood doesn't flow very strongly in you. So you can take a lightning portal home, homie. And he's just like, okay, I guess I'll go. Raiden is an leaves. asshole in this movie. Is he an and asshole? It's like, bro, because he, are... knows, he knows what, what Cole's soul is. It's his family. He knows no, he has to send him he's home de- for that. He's definitely an asshole. He was an asshole to them yeah. when they arrived too. Like, like he, he broke them all down. Kano, which it, well, I get what, it, but him skipping Kano and Kano being like, "Wait, wait, <laughs> do me!" And then we get the lightning, <laughs> and then there's one of those awkward cuts when all of a sudden you go back and Kano's just standing up, being like, "What did I miss?" And it's like, "Well, you definitely missed the part where you stand up, you know, my dude." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, Cole's like, uh, "I guess I'll go home," and everyone's like, "Um, okay." Uh, then Shang Tsung over on Outworld gathers his warriors. We got Cabal, Nitara, Melina, and General Raiko. Is that how you say it? Rico? Yeah, Raiko. Raiko. Dude, who gives a shit? What a useless. He sucked. Yeah. And, I to- and I was telling Tim, it's likely because, you know, yeah, we got to save some cooler, you know, other villains for the rest of the other movies. Yeah, you know, hopefully we'll make more sequels. Let's get cooler characters from the roster. And because this dude was just totally filler. Yeah, Melina, a very like Melina's C character. Melina's very well known. Cabal is very well known. This dude is just like even the like the just the the way he was emoting and like he just looked like fucking silly. I, I this dude. Was I don't like, know what he, he did though. I know he was in one of the games, but I can't even. Mortal Kombat Four. Yeah, no, they really dug to the bottom of the barrel for this guy. But it's one of those things uh, he gave us a cool like death. Like when he died, sure, I, I don't want to face pounded in by Jax. Oh, I loved it. That was intense. Uh, of course, we also get introduced to Prince Goro here, who rolls in. You're thinking, how could these guys possibly lose? This is a fucking dream team right here. Uh, then Cabal's like, hey, Governor, I know uh, Kano. We went to the same uh, parochial school together. I could probably get up over on our side. And Shang Tsung's like, you know what? It's worth a shot. So uh, Kano blasts. He goes over and he talks to him and he's like, I'll give you money. And Kano's like, sold. That, that was an easy negotiation. So he goes, because uh, he's on the inside of the thing, and he blasts the eye of Raiden's dragon staff and blows it up and lets everyone in. Meanwhile, uh, Cole heads over to his barn and discovers, oh, my God, I've got a Prince Goro infestation in here. <laughs> uh, and then Shang Tsung yells, finish them. And everyone starts fighting in the traditional, hey, everyone, make sure you line up and find the appropriate person for you. See if you can get someone that's your height, weight, power equivalent yeah. to make sure we have even matches because this is a tournament and tournaments are important. And it'll uh, look cool aesthetically, you know. Absolutely. Uh, Sonya gets stabbed by uh, a sigh, but Melina doesn't bother killing her because her death has no worth. She like looks the blood. She's like, you're not one of us. Your death has no worth to me. I'm going to leave. I'd be like, oh, you might want to kill her anyway because she's still helping yeah. everyone out. But whatever. Uh, of course, Kano has no such problem and tries to kill her with a giant statue and his laser eye. Uh, Lao squares off against Natara, who he rides into the ground and then splits in half with his metal helmet and then says, flawless victory. And I'm like, that is a flawless victory. Best Amazing. Death, best death Incredible. of the movie. 100%. Yeah. They nailed it. I, 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 I was, wasn't expecting to see the gore quite that 
graphic. Like, I knew it was going to be bloody. I knew we were going to see all sorts of shit. I mean, obviously, we in the trailer, we see Jax's arms explode. But I wasn't expecting to see the video game level of, let's see the actual human anatomy cut in half. Mm-hmm. That was pretty fucking wild. But it was awesome. It was cool shit. And I think Kung Lao, I'm really sad that he is no longer with us. Rest in peace. A real yeah, bummer same. that they just kill him like that. Real yeah. bummer. Someone he didn't even get a fight. Guess. He just gets force pulled over, and then his soul gets sucked out of him. He went out yeah. the coolest way, though. This is Mortal Kombat, guys. This I mean, is just normal Him getting combat. his soul sucked out of him, I think, maybe gives some hope that he might come back. You know, maybe once he defeats Shang, Shang Tsung. Does the body I mean, stay like, fresh? It's like when, never yeah. Scorpion came back from hell. <laughs> Bless. I think it's like I, ble- I think it's like when you you kill Shang Tsung, you're on the operating table. You're doing the autopsy on Shang Tsung. Like, oh, Kung Lao's soul. We just yeah, yeah. It's under here. Let like, me I get forget. It on, oh, and here. It's, How do you get? The I forget what happened. <laughs> I forget what happened in uh, Mortal Kombat. I think it was ten, where basically like half the characters turned into fucking zombies, zombies because yeah. their souls were taken or whatever. I That's forget the cool. exact. Uh, series of events, but I think there's a chance that we see Kung Lao again, or some form of, of Kung Lao, because he was dope as fuck. Uh, also, of course. Oh, Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I'm jumping forward now to the Kung Lao's death. Like, we haven't gotten there yet. Have we? I mean, you were about to, but... Uh, we're about... Yeah, we can we can go to that. That's fine. I, I mean, I feel like Raiden definitely could have helped. Or... There are plenty of options, yeah. <laughs> At one point, Cole Young, I think, stops the... Uh, Liu Kang. Well, because like, he knows Kane's he like needs run- to bring Liu Kang back with him. But I mean, like, Liu Kang, like, they could have done a little bit more is all I'm saying. Are we out of order right now? Because didn't, didn't Kamal's death happen before? We got they- a lot. We got a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're way. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, let's go in chronological order so we don't confuse the kids at home. Uh, Cole, yeah. meanwhile, is getting his ass handed to him while his family watches until his wife's like, you know what? I got this. Then grabs an axe and then fucking just does an axe right to Goro's kidneys. Uh, and then hit. Goro's like, what? And then chases after him. And I liked the effect here where he like slams it, like starts hitting the axe in the car and then slams it. I was like, oh, this actually looks pretty cool. And then. Uh, of course, Cole, seeing his family in danger, that is the the thing that triggers his arcana, uh, which forms cool golden armor around him that absorbs energy. And then for no reason whatsoever, it also gives him two almost matching nightsticks. Like one's the nightstick and one's the blade nightstick. And I just been like this. It's cool and all, but I feel like two blade nightsticks would be like more just useful. Just give me blades. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, this is like, I'm not trying to fucking save anyone here. I'm mostly going to kill someone. And Blade seemed to be very helpful. For what what I thought to, the I'd power like to... was going to be was sort of a, um, um, what's his name from first class? The dude who Have dies, it? who should never die. Colossus? Oh, uh, Darwin. No, Darwin. Oh, Darwin. Darwin, yeah. I thought it was going to be a Darwin-type superhero power, where the more duress he's under, the more sort of defense the suit starts giving him right. the more sort of like it feels like it needs to hop in and kind of intervene mm-hmm. so i thought like after the blade things had happened and we see his arms kind of get bigger and bulkier and then i thought maybe he would take another hit and then like it would create some other thing i thought i was going to keep on kind of having this reactive effect but it was like no we're giving you a nightstick and a blade and that's all you get cole all right and your, I, and your I, wife yeah. Yeah. come help you yeah, I weird. Nick, you you said it was cool. I'd like to argue that it's not cool, and in fact, oh, the, like rebuttal. <laughs> the, this Under Armour shirt that they give him, lame, lame. 
I, I like it only because the character is set up as like he's the kind of fighter that steps in the pocket and takes a beating. And so, of course, his superpower would be that he's got armor that absorbs energy so he can take the beating and then give it right back to the person. With but the only for this one does. fight. Only for this one fight. Later, he hey, doesn't man. absorb power. Kevin, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta recharge the armor sometimes. You know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta plug <laughs> it into the USB C port. You didn't find the USB slot. Where is the fucking thing? Where it's not. I thought I it was kinetically it charged. This the I whole know, scene man. when they were each like fighting. When there was multiple mm -hmm. fights happening at once, this is where I really wish the techno music kicked in. Oh, and yeah. We we actually got the OG theme. I think it could have been cool too. Yeah. Uh, of course. He starts blocking until Emily's like, hey, throw an uppercut like last time. I told you, remember, throw your uppercut. He's like, yeah, you're right. Throw an uppercut. And he does. And it knocks him back. And then Goro's like, well, I'm not done yet. So he starts beating him again. And then it charges up a lot. And then he uses it to chop Goro to bits. Um, and then I also want to say shout out to the sound design here because the sound of the, the blade going through Goro's skin was very visceral. The sound design uh, in general in this movie was fantastic. I thought it was All really of good. the the ice sounds and just the use of surround in general, I thought they did a really really good job with it to feel frenetic. Uh, Jax tries to lift the rock, the rock off of Sonya, but fails at first. Then he musters up all of his courage and strength and tries again, and his arms take it upon themselves to upgrade to 18 times the size. And now they look cool. Uh, Raiden and Shang Tsung square off as Raiden opens up a lightning doorway to bring Cole back. Uh, Shang Tsung tells him it's impossible, but Raiden thanks him. He's like, hey, man, thanks for helping my fighter find his arcana. And you're like, he had this plan the whole time. He knew exactly what was going to happen if he sent Cole. It's a 10% possibility, though, Cole and his family murdered. They because Goro won nine championships before this. And Big now gets taken out by this dude's wife. Outweighs right. Cole by a solid 300 pounds. Uh Raiden tries to warp everyone to the void, but Cole gets caught, so Lao steps in and gets his soul sucked out by Shang Tsung, and no one can help him because they're just too many feet away. They're just cool so effect. far away. <laughs> too many feet I, away I, is good. I, That's I, a good way to describe I like them the, being uh, eight feet away. They are there several was, feet away. Three feet away, guys. They couldn't do anything. I, uh, I did enjoy the effect here, seeing the... I, I mean, I love green smoke, right? It just... It just that's Shang Tsung, right? The green smoke is just kind of his vibe. <laughs> but seeing the skull underneath and kind of his skin withering away, I just I thought that effect looked pretty dope. Um, and yeah, the, man, sucks for Kung Lao. Yeah, this scene was a bummer. Like I, they made Kung Lao like so obnoxious, but somehow because of how he fought, like I liked him, and I didn't want him. Like I, I, I would like to see more of that fighting. So. Bring him back for two somehow. Let's get a prequel. Let's get a Liu Kang and Kung Lao prequel, man. Dude, I want a Kung Lao. This just a this wouldn't make sense narratively, but a Kung Lao versus Cabal movie would be sick. Just because they're the two dopest characters when it comes to their fighting style and effects and shit. I agree. Uh, Cole, he was like, "Listen, man, we're done. We're gonna hide out here in the uh, excuse me." Raiden's like, "We're gonna hide out here in the void forever." And and Lou's like, "No, we can't do that. I gotta go back and avenge my brother's death." And Cole's like, "My family's still on Earth." We got to all go back, but this time we got to go back the right way. And Raiden's like, that's what I want to hear. And he gives him his father's blade. He's like, remember when I said this was your father's blade? I meant your great, 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 great aunties, friends, neighbor's blade. Uh, right. It's dumb. You're not dumb Listen, for misunderstanding. It's, it's in, dumb. It's, it's in the script uh, that I wrote. I can't I not know, read I it. <laughs> I, I didn't like the random inconsistencies, and I get that they weren't family, but Luke Kane, every time he talked about um, Kung, Lao. Kung Lao, 
was like said my cousin, once. my brother, my friend. They were no. in love. They were in love. And no, it's like you could have shown that. You didn't have to hide it. Fine you didn't have to okay. hide it. it. Don't be embarrassed. Be like he said. Watch it. He said brother in a way that like you know we're we're homies. Like we are like. Similar to Vin Diesel and The Rock. They may not I, look, always agree, but they are brothers. I'm just okay. saying, he was They're like, Kung, Lao's, Kung Lao died, the world is over, and it's like, dude, you'll find love again. It's okay, you know? Of course, they're like, how are we possibly going to beat these people? And Cole's like, I have a great idea. Why don't we fight smarter? Instead of just getting in there and pounding, we're going to take advantage of the fact that Ryan can send us to anyone. And we're going to square off against people that we should square off against. And Sonia, you get Kano. And she's like, I got a secret plan for him. And that secret plan, I think, was either darkness or just to throw a canister of powder at his eye. But I'm not quite sure what her – I, I missed the acid. whole strategy it was, there. It was the gnome. She- was it the garden gnome? Either way, she starts his ass out with a garden gnome uh, and then gets her cool mark. And she's like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, can you, do me? can you do me yeah. the original Vaden? Well, yeah, it's because she she stuck the garden gnome in his eye and she's like, garden gnomes. I don't think so. <laughs> exactly. What it was. Okay. But what did so she much. throw at his eye, though? What did she throw at his it eye? Was, it was acid. It looked like a little vial of acid. What? Why, Why did she have a vial of acid? In the restroom? No, yeah. Man, she's on your blade. Gets rid she's of that and stuff. I loved this moment in the movie, though, of like them all being sent to fight different people and just how stupid it all is. And it, I just think they did a really good job of like kicking ass at I, being Mortal Kombat. At I that agree. Point. Well, I also want to give, sorry, I want to give a shout out to the fact that I just got that her name was Sonya Blade and she fights with knives <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Didn't catch that one. Sorry, okay. Kevin. That was not worth interrupting you. What were you no, saying? I was going to say like I, I thought that there were two cool things that mm-hmm. happened in this. Uh, one, the fact that like suddenly it is like, hey, they're in their arenas, one v one fights, and like you know, so we suddenly get that like they're on a fucking bridge or they're in this the middle of a temple, and it very much is reminiscent of the game. And the other thing that I really enjoy is they were like, hey, Raiden, can you teleport anyone anywhere? All right, let's just pull people out of situations and just stick them in randomly. Teleport him to fucking space and have him suffocate. Right? <laughs> like, so easy. Yeah. That would have solved everything. Um, well, the, it was funny, uh, too, no, that they're like, we're going to teleport space. you, everyone, so we're all doing different fights, except for two of us who are yeah. going to do a duel fight. Yeah. Why? The Tank. duel fight was good. There's, also, was that cool. was cool. yeah. There's also the technicality of Raiden being like, I can't interfere, but he has, in fact, interfered a lot in this and fight. And he's just like, I, Nick, I just it was a lot of people. I just it was a lot people. of like winking at the camera. It was a lot of like <laughs> I can't do this for I can't tell you that we have an upcoming sale coming up this weekend. I yeah. cannot tell you that, but you know, we need it's very much like Bob in the Incredibles telling the lady Absolutely. little old lady, you know. Um the did we talk about the Luke Kang fight already? Uh, no, not yet. No. That's that's uh Okay, I that's just, just kind of here in this moment or whatever. Yeah, but go ahead, um, talk about it. before that before that I really do enjoy Obviously, Sonya Blade's fight, and she mentions earlier, please tell me I get to take on the bitch with the teeth, the fucked up teeth or whatever. They're like, no, you get to take on your rival, Kano. You got to take him out. And then for some reason, it hadn't even clicked with me, the fucking tattoo. She kills him, gets a tattoo. Yep. Guess what? She comes back and actually gets to take on the bitch with the fucked up teeth. And I think that was... the Belina reveal and the mouth was cool as shit. I wasn't expecting mm-hmm. it. I thought they were going to keep it just that. Um, that was awesome, and I Very. thought Liu Kang's fight was fucking cool as shit, too. I loved watching Cabal speed around, Melina teleporting all over the, the place. It was just really cool aesthetically. One, one thing I, I 
I wish they did with Molina, though I think I understand why they why they didn't. Is Molina? I the the I like the Molina reveal usually in the games because Molina goes from this character who she's wearing this uh, she's uh overly mouth sexy, covering, yeah. and she's overly sexy, has the big old titties, and when she yeah. reveals her mouth, it becomes just like what the fuck? I wasn't expecting that kind of moment. And I feel like them not doing that or not doing anything that's like sort of similar kind of took it out because you you see her from the get-go and she has the mouth markings at the very least that they covered covered the mouth and did keep it a little bit more conservative so it wasn't like a male daisy i do think this reveal though was similar to that reveal like i think it's like this movie's version of we saw this in the trailer we know that's melina her teeth are really really sharp damn she doesn't have the big ass mouth though similar to like how baraka has it Ah, that's kind of lame whatever and then when the actual thing happens, I kind of popped. And I was like, that's fucking sick. I wasn't expecting him to do that. And she looked ugly as shit. It was terrifying, mm-hmm. but still super hot. Like she was, yeah, got, uh, got, she got it going for me. So Sony God. takes care of Melina. Uh, Lou, of course, takes care of Cabal with the fiery dragon and the quicksand and all that cool stuff, which was dope. And then Sub-Zero shows up uh, uninvited and just lets himself into Cole's house. And pretty funny like, oh. pretty weird bizarre scene of sub zero just like at the door and there was a weird music cue there too where like, i was like yeah. this just it was it, a jump this, scare she it was, was like, weird she was yeah, like, ho- she was like yeah. hello and he's like pizza delivery i, I would have like, loved it if he wasn't even yeah, looking right. through the door <laughs> like if they cut it and he's just like, <laughs> he's like where's the entrance i can't see what these contacts is. <laughs> oh man of course he he comes he comes back uh and cole spots him and he uses uh emily's that string bracelet who is now frozen to bait him into ca- and chasing him back through the portal. Uh, when he does, of course he pops out on the other side in his gym, but everything's been frozen over now. And sub says, oh. finally the Hisashi bloodline will end. What's up? Kev? Uh, I was going to say, I, I really like the idea of uh, sub zero getting there early and being like, I'm going to put some ice over here. Oh, yeah. I can look cool. This is my arena. No, you, know, yeah. you, know what, yeah. you know what it was? Kev? You dressing. know what it was? It's like when you start trimming your beard, but you fuck up one side of it, and you're like, "Fuck it, ice everywhere!" Everywhere. Ice everywhere. <laughs> I was just gonna ice the chair, but I fucked up, and now I can't ice it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to de-ice things. Uh, let's see. Sub Zero gets one over. De-ice things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that power. I can't de-ice anything. <laughs> Uh, Sub Zero gets one over on Cole, and in a last ditch effort, he takes out his uh, his uh, Hanzo's blade. Uh, but Sub Zero's like, "Bro, what the fuck are you doing?" With that takes it away from him, and as he does, of course, it starts to heat up. And I was like, "Oh, cool! It's, he's gonna like take the blade and, and and punch it through his heart or whatever like that." No, he's not gonna do that. Uh, before you know it, one of the tethers from Scorpion pierces through his bicep, and you just hear, "Get over here!" And it's a cool reveal because the camera just pans left, and you see him back there as a rack focus happens, and it just pulls his ass over to him. Right now, on. and the fucking music also here. I'm like, holy fuck, they're, they're doing it. it. And they uh, stopped, and, and they stopped the music yeah, yeah. then. And it's like, what do you think? Like, you could have been at a solid 7.5 if you had um, this. Instead, seven. You know? Sad, yeah. sad. Yeah. Missed opportunity. Of course, he says, I have risen from hell to kill you. And then hell takes yeah. off his mask and he says, Remember this face? I am Scorpion now. Sub-Zero's like, whoa, that's pretty cool. And then Sub-Zero's like, you know what else I can do, though? Again, I can't de-ice anything, but I can make a sword out of ice. And he goes, he makes a sword out of it. Uh, While Cole's over there trying to punch dance his fucking family out of the ice. Uh, (laughs) Clearly dead, by the way. This family's been in ice for a solid hour. They are, their hearts have been stopped for a while now. Uh, Then Cole and Scorpion square off against him. 
Uh, actually, I'm sorry, Scorpion and uh, and him fight for a little bit. He gets they all get messed up anyway. And the cold Scorpion square off against him, and he says for Shirai Ryu, which I assume is his wife. No, that's no, his, his clan. His clan. That's his clan. Okay. Yeah. I'm so lost on all of this. It's stuff. okay. It's okay. You're doing great. We're all really proud of you. Thanks. And then it, dad and son, dad father and son square off in the frozen octagon. Shout outs to uh, Raiden being like, if you fight with this blade, like your family will be with you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, or not. Or not. Or maybe it's just a blade. I don't know. I don't meddle. I don't meddle. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. I'm He's not like, meddle. So, and, we, uh, and at the end of the fight, we get the like, oh, you knew he was going to come. And it's like, I did. I did. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, of course, I love that they're in the frozen octagon, by the way. Sub-Zero sheds his armor because he's getting his ass kicked. And then Freezer Scorpion so cool. Cool squares off against him and stabs him through the stomach. And then Scorpion used the opportunity to thaw out Cole's family, saving them. And then Sub-Zero takes uh, off his mask and spits blood. And he's like, for Lin Kwai. And then oh, yeah. father and son skewer his ass. And he's like, good job. <laughs> And then, and then, of good course, good job, Papa. Big B turns <laughs> Thanks, and says, I'm proud of you, son. He's a good job, son. Papa. <laughs> Papa. <laughs> and, uh, there, there's, there's so many cool moments in this fight. Like uh, when Sub Zero makes the wall of spikes to throw Scorpion into it. That's so sick. The ice yeah. clone is insane. Honestly, shout out to all these yeah. fights cuz we have yeah, also the cool. the Liu Kang bicycle like kick. Like it's oh, right. there's so oh, many yeah. great and it finally moments. looks good. It looks yeah. the first good, time we heard, to... we actually got the song in the movie too was the bicycle kick. Yeah. Mm. Dude, the Which first awesome. movie that bicycle kick looked so jank, but it was one of those ones where it's like we'll take what we can get. Yeah. Here, they, I don't know how, but it looked good. He was flying through the air, and it still looked good. So it looked, it looked good, but it's not great. That kick yeah, is mean, very difficult to do in live action and have it not read like you're like it's a parody of just, like a martial arts movie. Just so we're clear, like that kick is impossible to do in live action. Well, I just mean like you know, I just mean with, like without it's like a, a weird translation. Yeah. yeah, it's like when you see it though, it clearly it just doesn't. It how doesn't many how many of those you can get se. off though? Like in real life, no wires. You two. think like four, three. like three. for an ex for an expert, let's, Andy? Let's see it right now. One, two, three. Jump up and kick in the air. I bet oh he gets one. He's gonna get oh, hurt. Here we go. For sure, he breaks something. For sure, he got two. <laughs> nice. He got he two. Up, but also, I do want to. He went up a foot and a half. Good job, I also, Andy. I'm not Good sure. Job. I'm not sure nice. because he it. there was red and there's some shadows back there. But I think he leaned on about his seven. bed to do that. He got seven. That's seven. Yeah, about seven. Cool. Wow. Uh, the camera's sense. frame rate couldn't keep up with it. Sorry. Oh, I get it. We had to we'll have to slow that down. Chad, yeah. if you can clip that out, slow it down, and also loop it four times for Andy, that'd be great. Thank you. Uh, Scorpion sends Cole. He's like, go over to uh, to tend to his family while he monologues about his trip to hell, which, among other things, taught him to breathe fire, which he does all over Sub Zero, turning him to a pile of human and ashes. Uh, Scorpion. No, but tells, what's the line he says before that though? I thought it was a badass line of like. He, you sent me to hell, or like you sent me to like hell, no. To burn in the burn fires in of hell, hell but I've learned to them. control them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and then like I, I just loved the, I loved it. Like I fucking really enjoyed that moment. I knew it was coming. I knew we were gonna see some sort of version of the yay from Mortal Kombat one with the skull, like the really shitty like 
just like a really yeah. inanimate skull uh, from part one. But it looked dope as hell. And um, yeah, I thought it was it all sort of paid off perfectly for me. And then Scorpion's, uh, Scorpion tells Cole, you have freed me. Take care of my bloodline. And then disappears in a flurry of fire. Uh, Raiden and the team finally show up. And Cole's like, where the fuck have you guys been, dude? That was fighting Sub-Zero. You guys were just getting a latte. And then introductions are made. Uh, and then Shang Tsung rolls These are my in. friends. He's like, hey, it's my team. That's what he says. I fight so team. Weird. And the wife's like this. Oh, I got a lot of questions uh, about what's going on here. Did uh, we die? Were the we least just These dead? people are the, Yeah. How <laughs> long was I out? Because I Nick, think I lost the ability to move my fingers. You want to hear some crazy shit? Like when they do, um, there's a heart surgery that they can do where mm-hmm. they put like liquid oxygen into, and it's not liquid oxygen, but like it doesn't matter. Super cool uh, liquid that like mm-hmm. cools your whole body down and mm-hmm. your heart can be dis- disconnected for 40 minutes. 40 minutes. Oh, wow. And it, yeah. And once they, if that they is some crazy shit. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying like you know like that's suspended animation cool. is fucking real cool. you got to bring that's it back cool. a certain way or else your blood becomes chunky oh ew and you die. <laughs> he clots, your blood clots and you die a genuine chunky. ill from nick <laughs> uh let's see shang song rolls back in and he's like i hate to break up the party everyone but i'm still gonna kill you and then he says He's like, today you've killed my warriors and you think you've won, but death is only another portal. Next time, I'm not going to bring warriors. I'm going to bring armies. And everyone's like, yeah, fucking right. Get out of here, bro. You got you lost. Uh, and then uh, Raiden banishes into that world, tells the team, hey, guys, good job today, but there are still enemies out there. So I'm going to need you all to sprawl out, go look in the corners of the earth and assemble a new list of champions for them. And then um, uh, Cole raises his hand and says, I'm sorry. I thought when we first met, we were the only champions left on Earth. And Ryan's like, ooh, I said that, but there's a sequel. We got, we're going to make somebody off this bad boy. We got to bring some of the other fun uh, uh, characters back in. So Cole says, who's first? And then we cut back over to the gym, and Cole's old manager's like, I got another fire for you for 200 bucks. And he's like, I'm not taking your stupid fights anymore. I'm out of here. I'm heading to Hollywood. And he goes, what's in Hollywood? He goes, not what, who. And as he walks out, the camera dollies with him and lands on a poster of the one and only Johnny Cage. Starring then, Citizen Cage. Finally, and the then new what theme plays. Then finally, the, the song logo plays. And it fucking hits. And yep. I'm just like, yes, thank you. Thank yep. you. I there really, really disliked the janitor. Or not the janitor, but the, own, the, you know, the dude. Yeah, who the gym owner. Yeah, I keep calling him the manager, but he's like the gym owner, yeah. Um, his acting there was just like yeah, the of whole him time. just being like, "Where are you? Where are you going, Hollywood? 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 Like, it's it not a real place." It really <laughs> felt like a a stage play in high school, like Hollywood. Let me tell you a thing or two about that. <laughs> like I thought he was gonna monologue or some shit. It was really uh, weird. It was bizarre. I lost my heart. I want to go back just for a moment to when we're first introduced, when Luke Kane is introducing everyone to uh, Raiden, and he was like. I was tasked right to find back. find all the 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 what is it the challengers no the champions the chosen champions. oh champions okay the yeah. champions of this realm and it's like you didn't like they found you you know like they came to you you did that, a terrible job like, you did a bad job yeah all you found <laughs> was Jax mostly dead you know yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> That's not a great, point. Not a great yeah. job by you. Like, what's his name? Uh, Cole Young was was getting hunted down and had to find Sonya Blade, who was in the middle of a conspiracy theory, like trying to put the stuff together. Mm-hmm. Do better than anything. Did, did I play it for a second there without you did, knowing? You did. Oh, fuck, yeah. I thought I had it muted. I'm an idiot. Seven yeah. syllables in the middle. You'll need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. You can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny to write your review in haiku form. This movie just came out, so I wasn't expecting to get any. But of course... That proves me an asshole because we did get one from Joshi G who wrote and says Kano was the best, a flawless normality. Johnny Cage, let's go. And of course, miscellaneous coming through with the plot in Holy review. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. oh, that's a quick one. That's a quick turnaround. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bloodstains on the door, ruining pristine decor. Baby in the floor. <laughs> Cole got his ass kicked, but he and Jax still got picked. Jack's disarmed. Well, shit. Cole just runs. Boo-hoo. Kano joins the bad guys, too. Bird Girl split in two. <laughs> Iceman, their jailer. Blood Knife, cooler in trailer. Sub-Zero, failure. Blood Knife dope. was cooler in the trailer, but it was still it was. as equally it was dope. Still cool. like, it was still yeah. it's, it's the fact that I knew that it was coming. Exactly. Because um, all the excitement that we had for it was in that fucking reactions. Moment, yeah. Um, yeah. But it was it still looked dope as hell, and I uh, I really hope Sub Zero comes back in some shape or form for part two because they can keep on making and creating more inventive ways for using ice in combat. It just looks dope as shit. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I think there's something there too in terms of Sub Zero just feeling different from other characters. Like I think they do well in this movie is the fact that Cabal has his own style. Kung Lao has his own style. Like each character pretty much has their own particle effects that go with them. Totally. But Sub Zero with the ice just feels so unique and different. Same with like Scorpion and the fire. And if we don't have Sub Zero or a version of Sub Zero in the next movie, I think that'll be missed a little bit. Uh, yeah. And to that point, the reason why I had mentioned Days of Future Past is I, one reason why I love that movie is all the fight scenes with the girl that makes those portals. It's, it makes for just interesting you know viewing you know you're watching this character have this awesome superpower and how they're going to use it in combat and how can you be creative and now with cg looking as good as it can you can get so creative with so many of these different characters so i'm really excited and hopeful that they they continue to to go on with this franchise ragu bagu what's up everybody welcome to rad guys talk bad guys here from Mortal Kombat in review. Right now, we got Fang at number one from Balls of Fury. <laughs> For a second, uh, I was like, Fang? What's yeah, I was like, I don't remember that character. Yeah. <laughs> you crazy bastards. We all put him at number one. That's what happened. Uh, Shang Tsung, of course, and Goro from Mortal Kombat uh, 1 are coming at number two. We left three blank. Uh, and then Shao Kahn and Sindel from MK Annihilation are coming in at number four. Where do you want to put the new Shang Sung and the gang. I'll put all the gang. Um, I put I put them number three. Really? Whoa! Like after, really? After yeah, because like what? Shanks the Shanks Sung in Mortal Kombat one is better than the Shanks Sung in this movie. 
Yeah, but Shang Tsung is just the kind of businessman in this one. He's just kind of behind it all. It's like the the squad of the baddies in this one, like they're fucking cool. And at the end of the day, this movie's about the fight scenes and the bad guys do cool shit in the fight. Yeah, Cabal's awesome. Dope. Cabal I know, alone, I think, puts them at number one. And I know at the time, Kano was a good guy, but he does turn he bad. bad yeah. And Kano was so much fun to watch. And so I think he was always yeah. kind of like the anti-hero of it all. Anyway, and then he just fully went uh, villain because he has no allegiance, and if you could pay him off and buy him out, you know. Um, but yeah, I think the overall the overall squad of baddies, like Tim was mentioning, the Ragu Bagus, I think totally should be number one. They were so much fun, and the combat and fight scenes, and Goro looked dope as fuck. Like, yeah, I just thought all of it yeah. was a lot of. It was really just entertaining to watch. Go ahead, Nicholas. Um, I will say as a counter argument, though. Okie dokie, out of choking. Out of choking. You got me. You got me. <laughs> I think right. that's the number one. I mean, all right, let's show of hands. Who thinks that uh, Shang, the new Shang Tsung and the Baddies, which sounds like a cool boy band, uh, is better than Fang from Balls of Fury? Show of hands. I'll put it. I'll throw it up there too. There all of us. Okay. So the, the, almost the, you the Nick, if you could have named that other one-liner that. He had that walk in has in there. The one that Tim and I, you brought it up towards the end of the last interview, and Tim and I had a moment. We we're like, oh shit, that's what we were trying to think of. That moment was so fucking funny. I don't remember a, the exact It was line. the part where he was like, I don't normally give oh, yeah. people tours, like but Randy. <laughs> 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 but he does, he, and he does the thing where he goes, <laughs> yeah, and then kind of, like kind of goes to move, and then winks instead, yeah. and then moves away. You're like, so just good. let me hang out with Christopher He's Walken amazing. one night. I just want one night of Christopher Walken story. No, this group goes number one. This group goes number one. There it is, number one. Uh, Fang, of course, number two, and then we've got uh, OG Shang Shang Tsung from Mortal Kombat One, and then rounding out the list is uh, Shao Kahn and Sindel from uh, Annihilation. There you go. Now it's time to rank Mortal Kombat and Balls of Fury. Uh, number one, we have Mortal Kombat 1995. Number two, we have Balls of Fury. And number three, we have Mortal Kombat Annihilation. <laughs> Where do we want to put Mortal Kombat 2021? I'm starting it off. It's number one. It's I think it's number easily one. number yeah. one. I think that there's, there's actually, it's yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good enough movie that it works. And at the end of the day, they succeeded at having uh, quantity and quality of fight scenes. That's really all we can ask for. Uh, I do think that the the music is so much better in the the first one. Uh, but even without that, this movie's hype as hell. And there were multiple moments where I was like, this is one of those movies you want to see in the theater with a ton of people. Like, it is a crowd participation. Like, people cheering, people losing their shit for dumb one-liners and, like, super cool kills and stuff. And I love that it ended, and I'm like, I hope we get a sequel. Like, that that's a good sign. That's... Shows me that the movie gave me exactly what I wanted. So, number one for me. Same here. I go number one. I think that uh, it gave us all the action we wanted and were hoping for. And it gave us plenty of gore and just kind of that shock. Like, holy shit, they're actually doing that. And it looked amazing. Visuals were fantastic. And it had lines of dialogue that didn't have you laughing because they w weren't funny. You know, like... Mortal Kombat 1 gave several one-liners that you kind of you laughed at because they weren't funny and or they had lines of dialogue that that were supposed to be really cool and they you laughed because they were just bad, you know. Uh this movie had just a lot of legitimately funny humor, I thought. Uh, stuff that was making me laugh 
uh, in a genuine way as opposed to I'm laughing at you, not with you sort of way. Mm-hmm. So um, this easily goes number one for me. I agree. I also donkey. That's where it's number one. I don't I'm usually give people tours, but <laughs> Randy. <laughs> Yeah, to me, like Mortal Kombat One, I think a thing that that movie does very well is is nostalgia and how it, it takes certain moments that you love from the games and does that well enough to where we look at that and we have nostalgia for that movie. But this movie, I think, does that same thing, but then goes beyond it by actually having really good action in a lot of, in a lot of the parts. And even though I'm like in, in certain points, I'm like, ah, the story could be way better. I think overall, this is easily way better than the uh, other three movies that we've reviewed for the series. Except for maybe so Alt Fury, which is a match. Yeah, come on, Master. Well, there we go. Number one, Mortal Kombat 2021. Number two, Mortal Kombat 95. Number three, Balls of Fury. Yep. Uh, number four, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. <laughs> God, we're so <laughs> fucking stupid. We're so stupid. Uh, next week, we are returning with falcon and the winter soldier in review for Mar- for mcu in review and then pixar in review continues with ratatouille very fun stuff until next time okie dokie <laughs> <laughs>